1: You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at iwuishow.com.
2: Today on DC On Screen, we are celebrating five years of DC On Screen. We're laughing about Robert Pattinson's disinterest in quarantine exercise. Jason's still skeptical about the Snyder Cut being released, despite every insider now saying that it is. We're talking a little television, and we're answering your questions and listening to your congratulatory voicemails. I almost had emails. I suck. Oh, and do you recognize the music behind me? It's our original theme. For nostalgia's sake, stick around. It's a fun show. Oh, I'm dropping cans off of my desk.
0: Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is "Get options based on your budget with the Name and Price tool from Progressive." Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose cockswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 594. I am David C. Robertson, and this, the man with whom I have recorded hundreds and hundreds of hours podcasting with, Jason Goss. Hey. I'm not sure that sentence made any sense, but that, it's part of some, course.
3: something somewhere that's wrong, but it, well, you get, you know, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is our our fifth year, man. This five years ago today today mm-hmm. we recorded and released our first episode of dc on screen yeah yeah i didn't feel like that actually really does in ways it does i mean this in... this has now
3: been a seventh of my entire lifespan
2: yeah that's nuts <laughs> i was thinking about that the other day i was just like oh my lord jesus oh <sighs> so how do, how do you feel man how do you feel five years in yeah i've enjoyed it <laughs> met some fine folks had some fun discussions? Absolutely.
3: Seen seen our way through some of the strangest times in media I've ever witnessed.
2: It's going to get stranger. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Well, in case you're just That'd joining be us foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Maybe. I mean, I was going to say it anyway. But <laughs> it <laughs> If you've never joined us before, if this is for some reason your first episode of of DC On Screen. This is a podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if you do not want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. We're going to start off with a little movie news. Shoot. <clears throat> um, Colin Farrell was talking to GMA News Online, and they asked him how it felt getting into the costume for the first time, and he says... I had only started it and I can't wait to get back. The creation of it, the aesthetic of the character, by the way, he's playing the penguin if you didn't know, Mm -hmm. has been fun and I really am so excited to get back and explore it and I haven't got that much to do. I have a certain amount in the film. I am not all over it by any means, but there are a couple of some tasty scenes I have in it and my creation and I can't wait to get back. Speaking of sentences that don't make a lot of sense. Uh, He's Irish. He is I, yeah, he says. Yeah, I totally. And feel he's like charming it is... in Irish. He doesn't actually have to use
3: whole sentences. He can just kind of spit stuff out and like, "Oh, it's great." Oh, I've heard him do it. Yeah, and I was just sitting there going,
2: "Dreamy."
3: Yeah, like on paper, you you describing that sentence to me, I'm like, "There's okay." Well, I get what you're going for, but I think I could have done that differently. And if I was hearing mm-hmm. him say it, I would. It would never cross my mind.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
4: Oh,
3: listen to that charming lilt.
2: Okay. Yep. So he he can't wait to get back to it. But the headline here is that excited, he's he is excited. I will get him. That he's the headline here, though, is that he's not all over it by any means. He doesn't have a huge role in the film, according to him.
3: You mean, yeah? Well, you know, it's the
2: the film's called the Batman. Well, I thought it was called the Penguin. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's
3: not going to be chewing up sixty <laughs> percent of the screen time, right? <clears throat> and it's uh, going to be a coming of age. When I'm not talking like a fourteen year old, but it's going to be like a, a, a coming of. Uh, I don't know, Batman getting into his own. There's a lot of story going on there that's not necessarily going to have to do with the penguin.
2: Okay. Well,
3: you know. I do like this. I like that he's excited and I like that he's humble about, well, you know, I'm not all over all over the damn thing. I kind of like that.
2: Yeah. Well, apparently there might be less of Robert Pattinson in the movie than we thought. <laughs> all right. Have you heard about this? No. What that? <laughs> People are furious. <laughs> um. So he was, <laughs> he was, Robert he's Pattinson was come talking be like, to like, Well, I was on set for three
3: days. We rapped. <laughs>
2: really? Look, he he said, he told GQ. He says, you know, he's in quarantine. Mm-hmm. He says that the Warner Brothers trainer left him with a Bosu ball, a single weight, and a quote sincere plea to use both. <laughs> 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 and Pattinson said. I think if you're working out all the time, you're part of the problem. You set a precedent. No one was doing this in the 70s. Even James Dean. He wasn't exactly ripped. <laughs> so apparently he's just not working out, from what I understand. <laughs> he's just like, nah. Just literally not working out. And then did, like, make it a point to say, Zoe Kravitz is still doing it. She's sticking to her workout routine. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I, I don't know. <laughs> People are like, How dare he? It's a privilege to play the bat. He's not taking this seriously. Maybe not. Time will tell.
3: I mean, he's kind of making a point about ridiculous body images that are portrayed.
2: Right. But you know, I don't Excuse me while I, I pretentiously I, cough. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, go ahead. Here's the thing. Um I would prefer my Batman to be a little ripped or oh, yeah, a bit swole, you know? for sure. I want him to look like he can
3: handle himself,
2: yeah. minimally. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm not mad. Like, you know that asshole John Camp- Campia or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> from uh, I can't remember the name God. either, but I, I know I what you're talking remember. about. Yeah, he was just like flipping out, just like screaming at the top of his lungs on his little thing, and I was like, God, I never would have seen that because I blocked him years ago. <laughs> Except people were, you know, talking about it on Twitter a lot and sharing it. But
3: the, the coroner is going to write,
2: cause of death, fan entitlement. Right. He's just like, oh, Terry, blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know, yeah, V-I I hyper-tick. want him to be swell. I want him to be. But, you know, this John Campy is the same sort of dude who's also, like, the guy that's going to turn around and go, like, Michael Keaton was the best Batman. Like Michael Keaton didn't have a single muscle in his body mm-hmm. when he was playing Batman.
3: No. No, it was like assembling a pile of rubber bands and putting a bat suit on it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why they had to make the suit so constrictive.
2: Right. <laughs> all right. So if he, I don't know, whatever. Just don't show him shirtless. I don't give a crap.
3: Yeah, we'll we'll <sighs> see something like it. He's, in, in all of the clips I've ever seen him from, because I, I don't have a... I've just gone back and looked at clips of his movies to see how I felt about the guy. I've never, he's, I've never run across him. Mm-hmm. He never looked like, I mean, he just, he always looked like he could handle himself. Yeah. Like, I, you know, good, uh good example for me is, uh, uh, Gordon from Gotham. whose name is escaping me at the moment. Uh, Ben, oh, Ben oh, McKenzie. There you go. Um, yeah. like, never, never looked completely swole, but definitely looked like if you put that dude in some fatigues, he would make sense. Right. Yeah. I, I never saw him in a fight and thought, well, they're just playing this up. There's no way he could have done that. He always looked like he
2: could handle himself. Well, I mean, if you if you like heard, "Oh, Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman," and thought, "Well, he's going to get swole like Batfleck." Actually, you 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 were going to be disappointed anyway. Well, well I
3: mean, yeah, cuz uh Ben did the did that to the Nines and then had a uh an actual bodybuilder do his uh when they molded the suit to somebody who was in way better shape than Ben, mm-hmm. Ben just had to fill the damn thing out and still did a wonderful <laughs> job. But uh, like I'm not minimizing his work. It was a, it was, but there was a lot of swole going on. Um, uh huh. You know, comparatively, now that I've mentioned Gotham, if we're only comparing him to say like how swole David Mazouz is, he's in great shape. Yeah. He just has to beat like a 16 year old kid.
2: Which you know we've already seen set pictures. We know what how swole ba- ostensibly he is supposed to be in this thing. That's kind of so, the funny
3: part about this being a real problem is I've already seen pictures of him. And he looked fine.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was. I don't think it was him. It was. His, it was his stunt guy. But I oh, mean, okay, maybe that was it. That's. I mean, that's as that's as big as he's going to get, y'all. Are they going to have to like green lantern him
3: and be like, well, you know, post quarantine he came back as an eighty five pound noodle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, no one's upset about Christian Bale, and he was an eighty five pound noodle.
3: <laughs> but again, to give the people angry credit. Christian Bale went through a lot of effort to not be a noodle anymore.
2: Well, you know, he did. And like, he got like but he's one of those, swole. He's one and of those they, that
3: freaks with his body anyway. Like I, I just, yeah. I, I don't understand how he does what he does.
2: Like from Batman, like right before Batman begins, he did the machinist and lost a ton of weight and mm-hmm. then like turned around and like got so jacked. He came back and they were like, Dude, it's called Batman, not Fat Man. You're gonna have to go lose like 30 pounds. (laughs) And then he had to like go back and do it. So I'm not worried about it. Whatever, man. If if uh, Robert Pattinson doesn't want to work out, I guess that's his right as you know an entitled star to do whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It it. sounds like he's making a point
3: about body images and their portrayal, and
2: there's a there's an argument to be made for it. (laughs) This is not the time. (laughs) <laughs> when you're about to play like the peak of physical uh, of of human physicality. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's
3: a it's a strange battle to pick, I'll give him that, but
2: yeah. <laughs> like, you
3: like, to bring up James Dean. I can Dean. get where his head's coming from. I just I it's a hard battle to pick. I get that.
2: James Dean was like a pile of like freaking hollow bird bones with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Like, yeah, you going to pick great. James Dean to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out- he was an
3: He's he filled out that man. white undershirt like few have since.
2: He was an attractive guy, but he was a skinny dude, and I would not have told him that he could play Batman.
3: Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I know the point he's trying to make. Like back in the '70s, if you were, I mean, I, I genuinely I think it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger that came around and was and reset the the the, the mindset of like, oh no, a strong man's supposed to look like this. Uh huh. Like he's supposed to eat nothing but four chicken breasts a day. Mm-hmm. Um, has never even looked at a bagel and doesn't even know what the taste of alcohol is, and does nothing but spend like six hours a day just just pumping, just literally pumping. Like that's what it looks like. Um, I don't know if it's true, but that's what it looks like he does because that's it seems magic to fucking me. Well, you know, <laughs> feel like I not, could do.
2: It's not every day
3: forever. It's just. When you're in training season. Yeah. And then you eat like four brownies right before you go out there to get your blood sugar up. So you get all the veins. Mm -hmm. I think that's the whole, the whole thing is like, you're just a hamster running until they give you the four brownies. And then you're just so happy. You go out there and flex and you go out and pass out most of the time.
2: Right. Right.
3: There's a lot of sick stories about them like passing out and throwing up backstage. It's just being a fucking squalor. It's it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Point was back in the day, you know, if you were just, if you were just kind of hefty, you were, you know, seen as like a big, big dude on screen, you know? John uh-huh. Wayne didn't have pecs, I don't think. He no, he had tits. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the pinnacle of man for a while there. <laughs> John like, Heston pretty, was never a peck dude, was he? Well, maybe he Heston, was for a second there. I
2: mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure by the end there, in the last few movies, Wayne just was he was just mushing his tits down and like taping them and it just looked like a gut.
3: Yeah. And they were hiding really well the IV with the whiskey in it. Mm hmm. That <laughs> was sustaining him the entire process. Mm
2: hmm. Anyway. Mm uh, hmm. Okay. So, um, <laughs> <over> <laughs> We'll to, see how that, that works out. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984, man. Uh-huh. Uh, deadline is saying that Warner Brothers requires at least, uh, or sources close to Deadline say that Warner Brothers requires at least 80% of the world's theaters to be open for tenant to stay on its July 17th release date. And, uh, domestically, that requirement includes Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York. And, uh, if, uh... That's
3: a roll of the dice right now, buddy.
2: Yeah. Yep. So, 80% basically... 80% a
3: hard call at the moment, especially since AMC pretty much is not looking great. Regal's right there behind it.
2: hmm If the majority of theaters don't show positive signs of reopening by the first week of June, Tenant moves office mid-July date. Theater owners report that Tenant would be pushed back four weeks to the August 14th date, and that would send Wonder Woman 1984 to December. I don't doubt it. I, I mean, I,
3: there's a version of events where if we saw this movie this year, I would be surprised.
2: Yeah. I think, I think we're looking at December for Wonder Woman, honestly.
3: I'm certainly not That's... rooting for it. I would love to have seen that movie right on my, right around my birthday as I was expecting. But um, mm-hmm. that may not be... Uh, it just may not be a thing, man. Yeah. like To get everybody back into a theater is going to require a lot of... A lot of the right things being in place, and I just don't know if we're going to be there yet. And the you got to wonder at what point DC or Warner Brothers is just really it's Warner Brothers. Um, just wonders about okay, where do we start investing in another distribution model? Mm-hmm. Because it you you push that movie back enough times, at some point you just have to say okay, what how how else can we do this? Yeah, well, this is we can't do this forever. At some point, we have to release this money, movie and make the money. It's just sitting there in a can, ready to go.
2: Tell that to Disney and. Freaking New
3: Mutants! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but and I I hate to say this about New Mutants, but it is a little bit true. It Doesn't matter what they do, no one cares anymore. Uh, they fucked around with care. this movie. I mean, I know, I know. It's that, I'm exaggerating, but they fucked around with this movie and how it was going to be made, and it's how many times it's been reshot. And how many times when it was going to be released? So many times. It's been like three years. People have been expecting this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how many people are that emotionally invested. In it. I like I think every time, like every time you move something like that, you you lose a little bit of the emotional investment.
2: And I don't know how many people were that invested to begin with. It
3: was kind of dwindling as a property. Like no. I I know people are deeply attached to it, and I'm not trying to take away from that. I'm just saying it's that property's seen its high point, and this is not it.
2: Hmm. All right. So uh. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I reckoned. Yep, it's gonna happen. Um, so, <laughs> Twitter's been crazy the last couple of days, and um, basically, Umberto Gonzalez and Heroic Hollywood came out saying that there was a screening of the Snyder Cut with WB executives in the first quarter of 2020, and they were saying it may be happening after all. Um, and then all of a sudden, several ardent naysaying slash may saying. I made that. Word up, mayhapsing, yeah, mayhapsing, may saying bloggers. They started reporting um, on that screening and hinting that they know something else, um, something they can't say. And this is people like Grace Randolph and and um, Mario Francisco Robles. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we've been seeing more uh, t- several t- or several tweets from high profilers today. S- uh, Stephen M. Colbert of Screen Rant. And always Snyder enthusiast says, if you're the screenshotting type, better hurry. Those tweets are already starting to disappear. <laughs> Lots of naysaying people who said it would never happen, who made fun of Snyder Cut people. They're like seriously running around deleting tweets like crazy. Yeah, I saw some of that. Peter Scaretta of, of Slash Film owned the shit. He said, I was wrong. It's happening. I saw and, that one. And, and then got, said, uh, bookmark this tweet
3: for later. Yeah, and... I, I scrolled through some of the responses to even that, and it was just, oh, God, this is terrible. and it, No it one seems can like, agree on anything.
2: Well, it, it seems like what's happening is there are people who are saying, oh, I can't actually say, I'm not allowed to say that it's happening yet. So I'm just going to be like, well, it may be happening soon. There was a screening, blah, blah, blah. And then there are the other people who are like, oh, I can't say what's happening, but you'll know what I'm talking about. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then if somebody comes after me, I never said what was happening. That was context based. What are you talking about? It, <clears throat> yeah, best I could tell,
3: there's some there's some crow being eaten by some people. Some hats mm-hmm. being chewed.
2: Mm-hmm. And there's there's the, there's this is interesting to me. There is an idea going around, and it seems to be the the most promising thought is that it's going to be released as a mini series on HBO Max. And then it's going to be later uh, cut into uh, a long film. But um, to me, that would make perfect sense. Like, WB gets to move on theatrically and do whatever the hell it wants, while Snyder gets to knock our dick in the dirt with a miniseries Mm -hmm. for the money he wants. It opens the door for completing the saga, you know, or a second season. I Um, mean, yes
3: and no. You've still got major actors you have to get on board for HBO miniseries. Well,
2: it's less pressure for Ben to come back. Like... Or to come back to like he could come back without, you know.
3: Yeah, there's it's less pressure in a way, but it's also it's more flexible shooting wise. It's that you also probably aren't able to offer as much.
2: No hardline release dates with theaters and whatnot. But here's the thing. Ben Affleck just turned around and did a freaking few spots for Kevin Smith and one of Kevin Smith's new movies. I don't think Ben Affleck is that terribly concerned with with money. To where he's just going to be like, nope, I'm not going to help you redo the thing because no, they're not I don't think offering it's about me
3: money. money. I, I don't at all. Um, I honestly, I, I, it could just, I don't know. I, I could just be buying it and it, and it be not true. But I, part of me kind of buys the story that he was just like so emotionally drained mm-hmm. that that's what sent him off the deep end a little bit with the alcohol. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, there was also the whole divorce thing going on, but yeah, it's certainly not helping. Um, it, like any, it, uh, for a lot of people, if you end up in rehab, it was a confluence. There, there's rarely a, like a one thing. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't say rarely, but often it, there's a confluence of circumstances. Um, I'm I i don't know. I'm just not opposed to this, the narrative that he just genuinely was so upset by the entire process that it was part of what actually made him lose a little bit of control. And to that end, if that doesn't mean he's in the process or he's in the um, program, um, you know, he's, it he can go back and forth. Like some of that, he may want to come back and like reconnect with those people. He may also mm-hmm. just want to do the thing that some people in the program do and just not get themselves in that environment again. Yeah. I, I don't know how that goes. And I'm I, again, if I'm, if I'm buying the narrative, then I'm also buying the, like, I'm not trying to pressure him either way. Mm-hmm. It, if that's what he needs to do, be healthy, be fucking healthy first.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I want Ben to be healthy first. I said, you still know, have plenty
3: of footage of him though. They can make something work for mini series.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I think they have plenty for the actual, uh, Snyder cut to happen I'm saying you know if they ever wanted to come back or if they needed him for I mean if they needed to do any kind of reshoot that's yeah he that's still where looks pretty be... good he still looks swell as shit to me oh like, I don't think it physically would be a problem no um, they could have him show up he wouldn't have to lift a freaking weight show up show shoot him from the neck up <laughs> and then have Richard Citrone in the suit for the rest of the movie
3: yeah who I think would be happy to play, to do mm-hmm. those, those spots. Um, no, I don't think it's functionally undoable. I just wonder if it's something he'll want to put himself in again. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's possible. Plus, yeah. everybody else is. I mean, Wonder Woman is still a, a functioning franchise. Yep. Um, Jason Momoa never runs out of things he's doing. Aquaman made a billion plus. Like, it, it, there's no. That's right. Uh, Henry Cavill's, uh, it, I mean. I watched every scene of the witcher. I still don't know what happened, but I watched every scene and I was entertained. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) It was a very confusing
2: plot. All right. But I never watched it. I couldn't get into it. I'm just saying everybody got
3: some stuff going on. Like if they're going to go back for reshoots, it will be difficult. But if they're just, if we're just getting like a miniseries version of, uh, what you got if if you were to just watch the Snyder cut? The only thing that's confusing to me is I don't I don't understand why that's necessarily better or worse. Except that if it is a miniseries, maybe you're trying to like cut it in like like you remember how Arrested Development had to cut in
2: uh-huh. when
3: they came back? Like yeah, they only had people for so long on set, so they had to make it about somebody, and then they even re-edited that season because it just kind of didn't work that well. Yeah, um, like there is more flexibility, but you maybe put yourself in a corner a little bit.
2: I think I think what it does. And from what I understand, this is this was Zach's idea. From what I'm hearing, but but what I think it does is it makes it more palatable for a streaming service, um, and you can also make it as long as you want it to be. You can go back and hit those beats that you wanted to hit because you, originally we were looking at like a four hour movie, which from, I was not from, opposed to. From what Zach was saying, but so if if we're talking about like actually being able to. Go in, add in some more stuff, and then leave it open for a possible quote unquote season two. Um, that way they could like sign people on for you know less money because it's not a movie, it's, uh, it's a series. Like, there might be some kind of weird legality there where where you know they can pay them a little less. Um, I mean. It's more yeah, flexible there, for shooting. Just like going said.
3: from traditional media to what they still call new media gives mm-hmm. you some options.
2: Mm-hmm. And I don't, there's not a person really, I can't think of anybody who was involved in that production who I would say, no, nah, they wouldn't come back for Zach. I, I think really, everybody yeah. would come.
3: I do think a lot of those people would make it, make the way back. I mean, I know uh, certain of them are more vocal about it, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be a personal issue if they don't make it back. Mm-hmm. I and mean, unless in case it's, Ben's situation, and and if that's the, just the healthy thing, then do that instead. But I don't think that's the problem. Um, yeah. I mean, hell, uh, it's uh, I'm I'm still in a position where I'm like, well, this sounds great, and the yeah. wind the wind really does for for me feel a little different this time. I still just want to mm-hmm. see the official announcement.
2: Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Um, so you know, our our uh, one of my nemesis, Grace Randolph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even she is like, is, is, has been turned around here. And she tweeted a couple hours ago a lot of people are saying they were wrong about Snyder Cut because the news is all over town that the deal is closing as we speak. Expect an official announcement very soon. Um, and the official announcement, uh, the official, um, uh, sorry, and the story could leak via a trade even sooner. Here's what's funny the people who don't want it, who have sources, are pissed. Like, uh, Bill Jet Ramey on Batman on Film. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says to hell with past failed endeavors. If I'm WB, I'm producing a Watchmen style miniseries based on Kingdom Come for HBO Max. <laughs> He's been very ardently against Snyder and I mean, and not the that I don't EU want for that for years. Um, yeah, but I would love that. Like, what are you talking about? Of course, i one that. of the things I, I
3: think we've said a, a few times would sound like a great fit.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know. He also says, uh, you know what else would be uh, done as a live-action miniseries or could be done as a live-action miniseries on HBO Max? The New Frontier. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Also not
3: opposed to that. Just, Dude.
2: Jesus. Bill Raimi like, simultaneously pisses me off and cracks me up. It's one of the weirdest things. He's so, he's so angry about the DCEU.
3: <laughs> it's a weird position to have, though, in that situation. Because you're like... Uh, it's like saying, like, you know what? The reason I don't like blueberries is because strawberries suck. Mm hmm. Doesn't make it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you're just moving the argument so far sideways that I guess you're still talking about berries, but what the hell are we doing here?
2: Yeah. And, uh, Mark Hughes over on Forbes said, I'm glad most of the folks who continue to insist it didn't exist and wouldn't be released are finally coming to realize that A, yeah, it does, and B, yeah, it is.
3: Well, <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> speaking of which, if I can take a moment. <laughs> Uh huh. The wind feels different. It does feel different. It, it feels different. I still want something official, but that's not necessarily me dragging my feet. It's something we do: is we want the official yeah. before we're. We don't report it as a thing that's happening until like it's a. It's just I don't know, it's how it's how we do. We want a source. We want a, a like a, a not a source. We want a, a source that's an actual outlet that says a right. thing that's happening. Yeah. With primary information saying that thing is happening. Um. Which and,
2: you know. Look, Zack Snyder was going to do this, um, man of steel watch party. It's like a commentary he's going to do on a Vero Mm -hmm. and, um, he changed it. It was supposed to be June 14th and it has been shifted to May 20th. And, uh, a few of us were wondering if that wasn't part of it. And then Umberto Gonzalez from Hollywood said, I'd watch this on Wednesday morning. If I was y'all just saying, and, uh, you know, he, you know, we, yeah, yeah, he's a scooper. But, that's one of you those know, things
3: where, like, I got annoyed when I saw that comment because I thought, yeah, he's going to comment on Man of Steel for two hours. It doesn't matter what yeah. happens. He's going to say something that Umberto can swoop in and say, well, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. But, um, it's like this is a basic, like, mentalist trick. It is. <laughs> like it absolutely uses. is.
2: It absolutely is. But, uh, even before Umberto said that, a number of us were kind of going, that's a weird shift. That's a weird. Yes and, and no. Right, like, the idea that like heroic Hollywood put out this, by the way, there were WB screenings and then like Snyder cut blew up over the weekend. And now all of a sudden today on Monday, it's like, everyone's like hurry up and, you know, going and deleting their old tweets saying, you know, Snyder cut people are, you know, crazy. There's nothing here. Yep. You know, it's just everybody with any kind of sources is going, this shit is real. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it's it. It's starting to, it's starting to feel a little weird. There's a lot going on. It's, it's, I,
3: I, this feels different. Um, like, am I want the official just before I Mm -hmm. get excited. Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do with saving face for me. I've, I've already said I will, I'm like, based on this, like, I'm not eating my hat yet. But you're assaulting it. I'll marinate it. (laughs) (laughs) It's in a little baggy. I'll get it in a, uh, in a, in a one gallon freezer bag. Let it sit in the freezer. For mm-hmm. for a couple of days, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe consider how to catch a crow in order to consume it. Right, there are none in my area that I've seen, um, but yeah, like it it, it does feel a little different, and I'm still like I I know I have very much been the wet blanket here, and I'm still kind yeah. of being because I'm like yeah, I'll it's okay. Be
2: like official, but you know what's funny about this is I've also said I really want it to happen though. Oh yeah. Even if it's in miniseries form, do you want it? Kind of, especially. Yeah, me too. Because like there's are some, jack-asses. and it's not like it wouldn't work. Like if you, I, <laughs> like, take Watchmen, the like the
3: take yeah. the directors, like the full three and some change hour cut of Watchmen, I could just cut that down to five or six episodes, or something, and it'd be fantastic. Hmm. Um, in fact, I think they did something similar.
2: <laughs> no, here here's Called, a I thing, believe though. Watchmen. Yeah. Um. Here's a weird thing, though. I just thought about. Mm-hmm. but just uh, earlier this week before all this hit the fan uh there was a lot there were a lot of trades saying that the supergirl movie had had been put on hold because Warner Brothers decided nope we need another Superman movie We've changed our minds we need another Superman movie if that is tied in with this Snyder cut shit, and they're like, nope, we're going to do an HBO Max Snyder cut. And we're also like part of the deal of getting Henry to come back and shoot whatever he needs to for it is getting him back in the saddle in a new movie. Yeah. Like, we know he... Jim Lee is a fan of, of of Cavill. We know Jim Lee wants it to happen.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, the like the two biggest things that have changed that I think were the the tent poles that could make this possible if it happens. Mm-hmm. It are HBO Max being a thing. Because when release of Snyder Cut started, that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Like having this format at their disposal was huge. And then I genuinely still think, like, unless we've just been lied to about how, how the event went down, I genuinely still think that when Warner Brothers called uh wasn't it Guggenheim about yeah. can you include Ezra Israel Miller, or, yeah as flat, like can you get him in this thing? I to me that was a turning point. Like they they wanted to open up the playbook. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if this ends up happening, I think it will have to be a result of those two things, which makes me think that if it does happen, there's, there's still going to be. I think we have a multiversal aspect going forward, uh, which, it, first of all, would be the only way to explain what's happening narratively. Makes no. Mm-hmm. It's been one of my major problems is until those two things were in place, it made no sense to me to release a competing form of the same product. It just like you're just confusing and dissecting and dividing your uh not just it, but you're confusing and dividing your fan base even further. Yeah. So it made no sense for me to like, for them to put in what was going to be several million dollars, minimally, to finish the cut, to get it out there, to get it, I mean, it was going to be eight digits to get it out there. Mm-hmm. And then why would you do that unless you had a plan for recouping that? And even then, if you just recoup your circumstances, why, why, if we're, if we're taking away from future box office, because somebody says, well, my cannon is over here now, and that's all there is to it. You're hurting yourself. There needed to be a mechanism where it could all be there. And
2: I think one of the things, I think one thing that they had to realize as a company, as DC, like just talking about DC, I think you started, you, we start to see that when we're talking, when we're seeing Kevin Smith do the, the DC daily first episode where he's talking about like, what's your DC? Who's your, they had to come to grips with the fact that this was already a situation. They're not Marvel. Coming into this, everyone has a favorite live-action Superman. Everyone has a favorite live-action Batman. Everyone has their favorite version of a character. When they started Uh, with the big guys,
3: like one of the things that the Marvel Cinematic Universe did that was brilliant, and I I hope it was intentional because if it wasn't, it's kind of a shame, was starting with people that weren't A-listers necessarily.
2: I won't say it was brilliant because that's all they had access to. That's all (laughs) they had access to. That That is literally... No, that was absolutely true. They, well, they did not have anybody. No. Uh, okay. Well, um, that makes sense then. Like, so it just for two, Well, the biggest, the biggest characters in Marvel and before 2008, X Men, Spider Man. That's it. Nobody yeah. read the Avengers. Nobody read Iron Man. Nobody yeah. gives a shit about. It wasn't Captain a Captain America Thor thing. Yeah. No one pushing
3: for a Thor movie. But yeah, like the yeah. the fact that they were able to start with people and make you care about them and build on that gets mm-hmm. you a long way. Like when you start with the big three, which is kind of what. Warner Brothers tried to do with the DC it was the DC Universe, like, when you start with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, you're biting a huge chunk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Like, I get how it backfired immediately. You can't do that. You can't do that and please everybody. You just can't. It's, it's and, just physically impossible.
2: And, you know, all those people are gone now, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's gone. Well, we also,
3: uh, we used to joke about Diane Nelson being my nemesis um, mm-hmm. because she was of the opinion that you couldn't have You know, an IP represented multiple formats simultaneously because it would confuse the audience. And, uh, you know, whatever it was that got her out of that job, it it was apparently a personal problem. And I hope she's doing fine. But professionally, that was the dumbest goddamn thing. Um, This audience is smarter than that. This audience survived several crises and I don't even know how many reboots. Like they were talking about this right as the new 52 was being D- it, they were discussing taking new 52 into rebirth like the early stages of that on the DC comics side and on the movie side they're talking about well i don't know if we can have more than one
2: version of it <laughs> but you know you no you sense. understand though you understand yes this audience is smart enough to understand it but they don't care about the fans they care about the yes general no. audience
3: i think the general audience can process far more than they were giving them credit for at the time
2: i don't know i've talked to a lot of general audience
3: <laughs> I mean, I've, I, don't get me wrong, man. I've run across some people where I just, I did the same thing you have. I, like, we've had many a conversation about like, well, I was talking to this guy and he said this thing and I was, just, and I just kind of walked away. But like, yeah, they're going to be
2: confused. Like I
3: knew I could tell him why he was wrong, but that would open up a whole, like, it wasn't worth it for me <laughs> to sit down and do a four hour lecture on what he just said and
2: why it was inaccurate. I mean, they're, they might be confused by the nuance, but the, the fact of the matter is, and hopefully they're seeing this. I think we're getting there. The general audience doesn't care. They might not see a Batman on the CW, or they might not watch an HBO Max series about Batman, or, but they will go see a Batman movie because, oh, it's a Batman movie. And yeah. they're not going to say, like, you know, oh, no, that this, I like that other guy better. They're still going to probably go see it, unless it just looks like absolute shit. Like, Batman forever proved that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, it's not Michael Keaton anymore, but I don't know. Jim Carrey's there, so let's do that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just I don't I don't think it's I don't think it matters as much as they thought it did, and yeah. or as much as the fans want to think it does. I I think that we uh, I think we
3: could have put a lot more faith in GA than we did you know collectively at the time. Yeah. Like six years ago, um, even the five years ago that we've been doing this, I think we could have put a lot more faith in the general audience, and we just didn't. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely
2: outliers, man. I don't put a lot of faith in the general audience, honestly. Like I put faith that I, my faith in the general audience is that if you make a thing look cool, they will probably come. If you market it correctly, they will probably come.
3: Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I think we even lost that faith for a minute. Like With I think birds they were trying, prey, to be, yeah. No, I th- <laughs> yeah. I think we were trying to like five or six years ago. I think they were trying to be. Nuanced in their approach, but not understanding that the general audience didn't necessarily care about the nuance. Like, right, well, I don't know if we can have two Jokers at the same time, or, or we're gonna get rid of uh, Bullseye on or Deadshot, I mean, on um, the CW universe because we're gonna use him in the Suicide Squad film, mm-hmm. which you know, is kind of provably what happened. You talk about Deadshot, yeah, did I not say that? You said, said Bullseye, I did, and then I said, I mean, Deadshot.
2: Oh, I didn't, I'm you pretty sure I
3: recapped that, but if it didn't, or, Dave's right.
2: Or maybe I was just hung up on Bullseye. I was just like Bullseye, 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 Bullseye. CW. We've been talking bullseye. about Affleck a lot. I guess that's how it snuck in.
3: Oh, we've been talking about Affleck and and Colin Farrell. Um,
2: <laughs> nice turnaround. Nice around. That's save. how that snuck in. Yeah, that's how it happened. It's not
3: because my brain is decaying. Um, they, but seriously, like we we took. I don't know, we, we could have given them more credit and just been like, look, I think they can understand that there's a guy over here on TV and there's a guy over here in the movies and they're different things and just play up with the thing we're trying to do. Like, just mm. make the trailer good, make the movie worth seeing and, and people will come watch. And also. Now, it doesn't mean that I didn't have conversations with people in 2012 who were still like, well, actually 2012 is too early. I had. In 2014 and 15, I remember having conversations with people about how, well, you know, Christian Bale's not the Batman in these movies, right? Yeah. Like, like his version's gone. They did three. It was a whole thing out. It's it's called the Dark Knight trilogy. Like, well, I just thought it was a pretty good version. Okay, well, I, I mean, I appreciate that, and I agree in large part. But, but they recast. It was. I don't know, I've had those conversations too. But yeah. Now um, they were holding themselves back. Is my whole point.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, so uh put out a good trailer. Don't spoil shit in the from the movie. And uh for God's sake. Talking liquor, to you, second trailer for BBS. Liquor up your critics and give them presents. Oh god. Like yeah. Marvel does. Yeah. That's what they should change. Like that's you, how Hamada. they should that's and how never, they should be that's how like they should be more like Marvel, not in content. <laughs> but by giving these greedy entitled pricks free shit yes give them a goddamn ipad let's get our movie <laughs> it's that simple so the general audience will go and go oh look at us good reviews yeah. and we can all be happy yeah
3: and i don't have to make spreadsheets about how rotten tomatoes is fucking us <laughs> all right i'm gonna talk I'll about still TV have that a and bit. if i updated that sheet it would be more right it would be um but oh uh my last thing Because I know I'm the wet blanket here. Uh, Mm, You're good. I I very much am still rooting for this thing. And I'm definitely not going back and deleting my tweets. Uh, If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'll be happy about it. Did you make tweets about it? Hell no. I just mean in spirit.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: But there's, like you said, we've done hundreds of hours of recording. I've, mm-hmm. I've probably got a solid hour of me saying, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. Yeah. You could probably cut together a solid hour of me just saying, I don't think it's ever going to happen. And if I'm wrong, fucking I'll be wrong. It'll be okay. And I'll sit down and watch that shit the day it comes out.
2: Yeah. We're all human, man. For we apparently
3: 12 goddamn dollars a month, because that's the price they finally came out with. Yeah. Not, For not happy the first year. That. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the locked in price. I'm yeah. not happy about that price point. Especially because I already have HBO with my Amazon Prime thing, and there's no mitigating factor for that. It's not like, well, you can get it for $9.99 because you already have it over
2: here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with DC no, it.
3: Well, now I've got to go back to Amazon Prime, drop that over there, and then wait for HBO Max to get booted, and then pick it up over there, and, you know, assume or hope all my properties are, are still there waiting on me. Mm. my playlist won't be and I'll have to go add all my stuff and all the other crap you have to do every time the streams ever start.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, I'll get a little into a little bit of TV. Uh, we, we've heard that all the CW shows are going to be delayed sure. to, uh, 2021, except for supernatural. Yeah. Um, what's interesting though, is swamp thing is going to start playing on, they've like edited it and they're going to start playing it on CW. Oh, I might actually watch that just to see, you, just see if it's any better. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah, so we, they're... we talked
3: about a lot of things that were just like, man, I just feel like if they just played this story differently and blah, like I, I think an editing job might actually improve that series.
2: Maybe, uh, Pedowitz said at the moment, it's just the one season. I do not know if it could come back. Obviously that would be a discussion for Warner brothers in the CW, but at this time, Swamp Thing is just the episodes we have. Uh, because as soon as they said, you know, CW is picking up Swamp Thing, everyone was like, what?
3: No, no, no. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Hold on now.
2: And he's like, no, we need we need
3: content. Calm down. It's green swamp, not green light. Chill. Um, I will. There's not. a lot of meat to that series, though. <clears throat> if it if it got edited correctly and somebody took mm-hmm. it up and and really did it correctly and didn't have some onset problems, this, there could be something
2: to it. <clears throat> if it is renewed for a second season, I will watch it, and we'll talk about it on the show, obviously. But I will not be rewatching that first season.
3: Yeah. <sighs> You know what actually might stop me is if it's on the CW I'm gonna to have to watch the same seven commercials 42 times uh-huh and that uh, that's a problem also mm. they have a glitch where if you rewind incorrectly you get to watch every commercial that happened up until the point you were already at like if you were yep. if you'd already watched 12 15 18 commercials just to get to where you were in that episode and you rewind yep. a little bit too past a certain too far past a certain point it will sit there and play you I've timed it. Over 10 minutes of commercials before I just stopped and deleted the whole thing and went to bed.
2: Yeah. But, you know, the CW giveth and they taketh away. Like yeah. It's free, though. Uh, so It's that? free, but also, if you watch it on the right browser sometimes, <laughs> they'll just forget to play an ad. <laughs> I've seen that every now and then, <laughs> and I thought, oh, good, you owed me this, CW. <laughs> there would be, like, if you, like, once, uh, like, I'll come in here and sit down and start playing Supergirl, and then it'll, like, get to an ad and get weird for just a second. And then it'll be like, continue? And I'll be like, yes. and It'll just pick right up where the show left off. I've had it happen. And when that happens... I will watch like five or six more episodes that night that I need to catch up on just because I'm like, nope, I'm not yep. letting this go.
3: The cheat codes in. Let's do this. <laughs> like the game it's, genie is in the system. It's like,
2: that, it's like that episode of Friends where they discover that the porn channel is for some reason on oh, is, yeah. and it's unscrambled. Yeah. So they're just like, they won't turn off the TV because yeah. they're scared that it'll go away. You don't wanna, do. Yeah. You don't want to mess with it. I get it. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> Um, I don't get that nearly as often as I'd hope. But yeah, I've done it. So then in January 2021, we're going to get Batwoman at 7 o'clock Central, uh, 8, 7 Central on Sunday nights, uh, Black Lightning Monday 8 or 9, 8 Central, and uh, The Flash at 8, 7 Central on Tuesday, and Superman Lois to follow at 9, 8 Central.
3: The funny part is how... Like, that's happening in January 2021, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, given... Given the dates and times already being worked out, the funny part is because there's nothing that they're currently producing, it feels like they're just hyper focusing on when we're going to get back. Yeah. Like this time in a year, normally, well, first of all, normally we're watching finales. Mm-hmm. But normally it's like, well, you know, we'll be back next year sometime in the fall, no big deal, blah, blah, blah. We'll figure it out later. We'll get back to you after SDCC about our <laughs> return dates. Mm-mm. No. That is all they're doing in the office right now. That's all Petowitz is doing is, when are we getting back, man? When can we yeah. make this happen again? Yeah. I've got ads to sell. Yep. May sweeps are shit. November sweeps will also be shit. I have ads to sell.
2: Yeah. And Mark Petowitz at the, um, well, I can't remember what it was called, but they previewed their schedule. Mm-hmm. And he did say that um, Green Arrow and the Canaries is still very much alive. He says, they're uh, very much in active discussions to see what we can do. I've had many uh, sessions with Warner Brothers. We have a strategy involved, and hopefully we can pull it off. But they are very much alive.
3: Okay. I wondered about that in the uh, Superman Lois thing. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, Superman Lois is happening. They've got an air date. They've got a
3: synopsis. I know. I know. I just, with everything getting shaken up, I was wondering if we were getting it back at the normal
2: premiere times. Mm Mm-hmm. They, uh, well, it's going to be mid-season. It's January. Yeah. Uh, The new synopsis, by the way, for Superman and Lois, Uh, in Superman and Lois, after years of facing megalomaniacal supervillains, monsters wreaking havoc on Metropolis and alien invaders intent on wiping out the human race, the world's most famous superhero, the Man of Steel, and comic book's most famous journalist, Lois Lane, come face to face with one of their greatest challenges ever, dealing with all the stress, pressures, and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. Complicating the already daunting job of raising two boys, Clark and Lois must also concern themselves with whether or not their sons, Jonathan, and Jordan, could inherit their father's Kryptonian superpowers as they grow older. Returning to Smallville to handle some Kent family business, Clark and Lois are reacquainted with Lana Lang, a local loan officer who also happens to be Clark's first love, and her fire chief husband, Kyle. (laughs) The adults aren't the only ones rediscovering old friendships in Smallville as as the Kent sons are reacquainted with Lana and Kyle's rebellious daughter, Sarah. Of course, there's never a dull moment in the life of a superhero, especially with Lois' father, General Samuel Lane, looking for Superman to vanquish a villain or save the day at a moment's notice. Meanwhile, Superman and Lois' return to idyllic Smallville is set to be upended when a mysterious stranger, uh, played by uh, Will Parks... Enters their lives based on the characters from DC created by Jerry but blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know, that sounds pretty much like all like all the casting sites were were saying. This sounds pretty similar. Yeah. Sounds
3: on track for what we kind of were expecting. Mm-hmm. It also it sounds like they were it sounds like they're a little bit saying that, you know, we made Smallville work for ten seasons. Let's
2: just put it back let's in Smallville. Just, <laughs> let's just do Smallville again. We have but, the sets.
3: But with a Superman. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, you know, uh, Business Insider did this little uh, feature on the future of DC Universe with mm-hmm. HBO Max's launch. And apparently uh, a former Digital Labs employee said that the feeling in the office is of that D- DC Universe is going to be around for at least another year or two. There's commitment and funding, but it looks like they're also hmm. going to be um, keeping their content output small. And they said they want to keep it around, but they want to keep it really small. They're going; they are looking at uh, Titans as the centerpiece for of the of the lineup, and are considering spinoffs of Titans.
3: I'm not opposed to any of that. No, I'm not either. It's also probably a solid business plan. It would be really hard to be able to branch out right now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard to shoot any damn thing.
2: Yep, and, and they shoot in Atlanta, I think, which yeah is technically open, but. Eh. Uh, meanwhile we've got doom patrol season two they were they were given a uh, release date of june 25th well that's about a year later than i'd hoped but i'll take it well i mean it's like right around the corner oh this june 25th yeah man. sorry i was so set in 2021 i was no oh hell this is exciting news hbo max releases may 27th and doom patrol releases on dc universe and hbo max june 25th of this year well alrighty then right something to fucking look forward to in the short term We've also got Stargirl. That's running out of those. A thing? Mm-hmm. I watched, I the haven't watched it here
3: today. It was actually
2: pretty pretty good. Awesome. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm I'm going to finish up all those other CW shows first.
3: I will tell you this, though. It feels a little bit more like a DCU show than a CW show right now. Which oh, is yeah. effectively true. I
2: mean... Now, I'm assuming you watched it on DC Universe. I did. Apparently, they're cutting out like 10, 15 minutes from every episode. I don't doubt it. To be on CW. Yeah, I don't doubt it a bit.
3: Um, I kept, it was one of the things where I, like, I turned it on and kept looking at the clock thinking, man, this is where they do it. Is it an hour and a half premiere? I'm confused.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. I got a lot of of stuff in there though. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to watch, man. I just haven't had a chance. Your time will come. My time will come.
3: Nothing else is coming for you in the meantime, except Doom Patrol. And Stargirl. And Stargirl.
2: (laughs) That's it. All right. So, uh. I'll take it.
3: Hmm? No, I'll take that. That'll keep me occupied for a while.
2: Yeah. All right. I'm going to uh, take us son to break. We're mm-hmm. going to hear a commercial. From somebody we don't know. We got no control over. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we come
1: back. Listen to feedback. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly.
0: Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
2: All right, we are back. Woo! Mm. Listener feedback time. I had time to marinate my hat.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I brought in the Worcestershire. You did. So I rolled.
2: I wouldn't know that. We're social distancing, but I know you enough. I know what you're using. That's uh, that's it's all been home cooked meals for me for the last 2 months. <laughs> all right, so uh Brentac Prime, our buddy Brent from Fans Without Borders and Marvel Squadcast, says 5 years. Congrats. That's fantastic. How'd you do it? Alcohol. Mhm. Uh delusions. <laughs> What's something you wish you knew when you were first starting that you know now?
3: Hmm. That's actually that's actually a fun question. Right? Because I want to say you won't realize how fast five years come and go. hmm But I, I kind of wish I was pressured enough to know at the time when we were being told that like Green Lantern would be out in 2021. Yeah, don't get too attached to that schedule. Yeah. I suppose there still will be a Green Lantern of some kind in 2021, I think. Maybe. Depends on when they get that out. But still, that yeah. comes to mind. Overall, I think the message would be like, hey, Jason, it's going to get weird. Mm-hmm. Need you to be open-minded. <laughs> Take a step
2: back. Just roll with it, buddy. What okay. do you think? Um, I wish I knew how little everything would matter. Like, in terms of, er- like, I wish somebody had come to me and said, most of the stuff you are doing on this show won't matter to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also, as I am feeling down, fun. want that to be like, wait, wait. Also, it will matter a great deal to a lot of people.
4: <laughs> that would have
3: that would have haunted you more.
2: Yeah, it's like because you'd be like, okay, you're telling me I should
3: change things, except not change things, or I should care about things, except not also care about things.
2: Well, what's weird in my in my mind is like me from the future. But if it was me from the future, I would be saying like, hey man, I. I st- you're going to you're going to have like less people care what you say than you hope, but more than you thought would. So I don't know. I don't know how to change it. Still. So it would just be a matter of
3: like how much serotonin you had floating around that day, how you take that sentence. <laughs> right. Um, just like cool. Well, that's optimistic. Or oh, fucking none of it matters. Fuck the whole thing.
2: I wish I. You know what? Honestly, I wish I knew how sick i would be of entitled fans because i'm pretty sure we came off as pretty entitled fans at the beginning of this show
3: yeah i do regret that i do regret that i think we did the same i think we've had to like adjust and uh like that's kind of what i was i guess getting to with the open minded part was like man you're it's uh it's gonna get weird you just you just gotta just gotta like learn to love what you love about a thing and and if you don't like it well you can talk about it but don't have any fucking don't get all fucked up about it
2: right yeah i think that's that's one of the things I'm most grateful for, though, is that not, like, I feel like like watching this fandom implode upon itself has really given me a lot of perspective <laughs> I, and maybe you know enjoyed I, things more.
3: I agree. But now that you pointed out, I would, I've talked infamously, like for hours on our show about Dark Knight Rises and how much I hate that movie. Uh-huh. I would kind of like to go back and watch it for the first time now. Just yeah, to I see I if it see, was.
2: I don't see my way out of that. I mean, I'm still going to have the. I would still have the same problems with it, but I might not. I I would probably, I I don't know. uh, I don't know. I mean, if we were raised, I might might find myself in a different place.
3: I mean, it it genuinely fucked up one of my like first getting back to know my now current wife and mother of my child dates. Like, like, I almost fucked that up because Mm -hmm. of that movie. Like, I was so fucked up having seen it that the rest of the date did not go well.
2: Yeah, it's not worth that
3: like I had to adjust and and find my feet mid-date like really late in the day like so late that I was I barely probably caught it was it was this thing was on the ropes and I was like wait a second I got to regroup and I had to go back and be like listen okay I know I've been messed up today I like I'm sorry I it's been it's been a messed up day for me and I know that like that's not that's coming from a weird place I've waited like 5 years to watch this movie and I was just deeply disappointed by it so uh I don't know and and I don't know. I I think I would have had better perspective if not that day being better, uh, then maybe my enjoyment of the movie being better.
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that's. Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, also, um, our mic choices early on versus now, some of the editing choices. Yeah. So like yeah. the audio quality in general, I think I think has gotten a lot better. I hope so. I mean, I I think it's demonstrably so. Whether it's great is still uh, the subject of some concern, but. Mm. Whether it's demonstrably better than our first few? Yeah, sure. For for sure it is.
2: <laughs> right. Like, I don't think that's <clears throat> questionable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Eli Hernandez, our good friend, Eli. Hey, man. I always see his me.
3: name in cursive now.
2: Yeah. It says, Gentlemen, imagine DC gave you permission to reboot a DC Scrubs origin story. Who do you choose? Multiple answers are acceptable. I would reboot Killer Croc's origin. It seemed like the writers go back and forth on whether he's a human or a talking crocodile. I feel like we got this question a few weeks ago,
3: but I'm not sure. It seems familiar in a way. I say that partially because I always want to say Scarecrow.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something but about guess, the Killer Croc thing, too. Yeah. I guess they don't
3: mess with Scarecrow's origin that much, though. He's still, like, crazy psych professor who fires a gun in class.
2: Yeah, or, you know. he's disgraced. I don't know. I kind of like the one where from the animated series where is he's just causing all his students to hallucinate in those like chambers and stuff. Oh yeah, that's good too. Like, like he's got a whole a,
3: like Stanford experiment with. Yeah,
2: he has like a whole floor just dedicated to like just torturing students, and then finally they like make their way down and be like, "What's going on here?"
3: I mean, that's the dream,
2: isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right up, right up to and including the like crusty old Dean who comes down and goes, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, everyone uh, from Jonathan yeah. Crane to Peter Vankman had that experience. You, that's exactly what you want. I I mean, I get it.
3: There's, <laughs> there's, it's funny how much of like, there, there are things taught in psychology in, uh, at least in like intro to psych that there, there are a couple of things they teach you. Um, I think it's the, like the Albert Bell, I want to say is the kid's name. It's mm-hmm. this experiment in, uh, it's an it's a classical conditioning experiment where basically they trained this uh infant i mean it was like a several month old baby to when he hears a uh it was like it was a really loud clanging bell and i think it was like a rabbit or some shit they would pull out like it was a it was like a, a vaguely i want to say it was a rabbit but basically like this cute furry animal would come out and the child would be like oh my god cute furry animal big doe eyes blah 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 and then they'd just like clang this bell above his head mm-hmm. uh to the point that it actually I've I've seen some uh, stories about it now and they they don't know exactly like they they don't know exactly what happened to that kid but the uh <laughs> the the best research might indicate that to that like into him being a grandfather he still just could not be around pets like mm. little, like dogs cats couldn't do it. it 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 messed him it messed him up um that and there's the milgram experiment where like uh they would make you it was an actor, but that you thought you were giving somebody higher and higher dosages, uh, like vo- voltage mm-hmm. settings or whatever. Um, the Stanford Prison Experiment has kind of been debunked because apparently Zimbardo was a fucking fraud. Hmm. But yeah, isn't that a shame? Yeah. You know that experiment. Most people know that experiment. Apparently he was throwing in Confederates and like bribing people to uh, act a certain way to ramp up the behavior. Wow. Yeah, that dude was the president of the American Psychological Association for several years. Philip Zimbardo. Fucking fraud, apparently. Well, yeah. Like, Sounds I was right. angry about this. Um, but anyway. <laughs>
2: all Psychology's all say, is a sham. That's what you're yeah. telling me, isn't it?
3: Yeah. I've got some books on Scientology i got to read. It um (laughs) yeah like it stuff that you could not get past an internal review or uh i think they call it internal review board I mean, it was Mm -hmm. rb back in the day man it's been so long since i've been in that universe but um yeah stuff you could not do again they they'll teach you now and they'll teach you with like okay we learned this but you can't ever learn it again we can't we can't reproduce this no one can do this experiment again but by the way turns out if you do this humans will do this
2: oh great that's so in a,
3: in a way, I understand why Scarecrow is like, "Yeah, fuck all that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do whatever the hell I feel like doing." I get it. All right. Well, my answer is Snapper Car. Oh, you want the uh, Supergirl version? No, mm-hmm. I don't. Go I, I want the version who is a kid who uh, hung hang, or a, who was a kid who hung out with the Justice League until he betrayed them, and I want it to turn out that. Uh, Snapper Car, I want Snapper Car to find out that he is the uh, embodiment of a collective of intelligences that uh, basically decides which universes live and which universes die. And they decide whether or not the DC Universe lives or dies based on their own personal interest. <laughs> like, like Snapper Crisis? I want it to be that Sna- because snapper car was put in the justice league to be the audience proxy. I want him to be literally an audience proxy in the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they're interested in the justice league, DC universe gets to live if they're not. <laughs> so like occasionally okay, they no. have him, they have him do shit like get into trouble so that they has to be saved or stumble upon something. And if nothing else betray the team. Okay. Well, I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm down. I don't know, man. I'm down. Um, I, it
3: feels like I, something Grant Morrison would do. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Um, just to eh, just one more. I cannot find how to say her name. I'm actually gonna look this up because I I I, I over this mm-hmm. uh, pronunciation. All right, yeah, shows up really quickly. And it's a bunch of Twitter. How to pronounce? Yay. And it's an audio file. I'm not listening to that right now. That'll mess with the whole thing we're doing. Yeah. Um. So, her name, though, is like S-T-J-E-P-A-N-S-E-J-I-C. I think it's Croatian. I don't even know how to guess. Okay. I will normally just guess just for the hell of it, just just to see if I'm right. I'm not even going to pretend that I know how to guess how to say her name. But uh, her take in Harleen and the DC Black Label right mm-hmm. now is my favorite version of Harley and Joker meeting that I've ever seen. Hmm. Far and away. Okay. Like, it and it's not altogether different it's still like she has she like she's a researcher and she gets there and he's one of the hard clients and she still has like there's some stockholm syndrome going on a little bit that catches on and all that but Mm -hmm. um and actually like uh, the last you caught up on harley animated i'm not no well there's a little bit of origin going on there that's actually it's not too dissimilar but yeah i don't even know how to i don't even know how to begin to Say her name, for God's sake. No, I feel very bad about that. Because she's brought me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her take on Harleen right now is just super nuanced. Like, definitely from Harleen's perspective, um, makes the whole thing make sense in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, like the way the way I used to describe studying anybody in philosophy was, if you don't agree with them for a second, you didn't understand what they were saying. Now, if you disagree immediately, that's, I mean, that, you're not being brainwashed. You're just studying a, an idea. But if for a second you don't think, "Oh, that's what they're saying." Well, then you didn't quite get it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, this one uh this one makes a lot of sense to me. Like from her perspective in I think we're on like book 4 mm-hmm. in Harleen. Uh, god, it's been I think at this point it's been like 4 months since I've gotten a new book out of that series <laughs> cuz printing kind of stopped for a minute. Yeah. Um but yeah, like it, it's it's an incredible take. I Really I, I know there's TPB that's out right now with the first several books in it. And I deeply encourage anybody to grab it. Hmm. Super nuanced version of, of her version of the story. And a, a, like a neat take at the Joker and even the Joker and Batman's relationship.
2: That's, that's cool, man. Shall we move on? We shall. Uh, Julio on Twitter says, uh, just a lot of greeting from Chile. I really enjoy your talks well thank you man hell that's fantastic and thank you Matthew Salvatore over on Twitter says congratulations gentlemen absolutely love your show your show always gives me a laugh and brightens my day I appreciate how both of you approach DC and it's crazy fandom here is to another five years that's wonderful it'll be here tomorrow and um ooh five years another five years (laughs) oh do the math
3: though if we do this for another five years that Uh seventh goes to a quarter of our lives (laughs) I could feel you being frightened.
2: Yeah, it's depressing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just heard you being like I heard your eyebrows furrow. They did.
2: <laughs> I stopped breathing for a second.
3: You're in another zip code.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, those are good times though.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> while I, the I, I'm, I'm not
3: trying to be any kind of way or, or insincere when I say this, but yeah, like as, as long as people are enjoying it and talking to us, fucking, we're going to keep doing it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Short of calamity. Well, look, or you a know, major depressive break. If something weird happens and all of a sudden I get to go write for Star Trek or something, yeah, I'm probably out. Oh yeah. No, i I'll give you that one. Yeah, short of yeah. like the
3: parachute of dreams coming true, right? Yeah, yeah. There's an exception for that too.
2: In which case, it's probably going to wind up being like uh, Ronald Ronald D Moore. I'll be gone for two days. And I'll come back and be like, well, it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did not
3: agree. Oh, I just rewatched it. So you remember like you remember the season six episode where uh, Chang is like a national. Like a, a celebrity for a second because of some catchphrase.
2: Oh, you're talking she, about community. Yeah. Uh, well, I said Chang. I, I was like, Chang? I just remember him being in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. No, he's not talking about General Chang from Star Trek Six. Oh, He's yeah. talking about no. Chang. Senior way Chang deeper than I. Way deeper community. than I can get into Star Trek. Yeah. Um, Chang
3: from community. He, like, pops off, and he's a national celebrity, and he there, there's clips of him saying, like, well, I just don't you know I I, I I never really you know had a group or anything i was kind of a loner and blah 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 mm-hmm. and then it he he just blows it so fucking hard like i i'm pretty sure in that scene he like says something super disrespectful about spielberg and it turns out he's in the room mm. and they make him escape through a tiny hatch in the back of the audio uh the audio booth that's funny and uh i don't remember any of that <laughs> He's like, well, can I not just come out the way I came in? He's like, no, no, no. You just go through the little door there. Just the little door. That's 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 where you need to go out. That's fine. And then he just he just wanders back, like back at the study group room. You know, he just mm-hmm. he just kind of like has his backpack on. He's back in regular clothes, and he just kind of wanders back into the room and doesn't say a thing and just sits down sheepishly uh-huh. uh, until they start making fun of Britta again. And he just kind of gets in like a a barb on Britta, and everybody laughs and and. They make it a whole moment where it's like, yeah, okay. Shit got a little crazy, but yeah, you, you can come back. Yeah. It was actually a really cute scene.
2: Was that season four? Was oh, it was season six. Oh, season six. Yeah, yeah. okay, that'll work. Yeah.
3: <laughs> One of the two seasons that I know you watched like once. Yep. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't remember if I hadn't just seen it a month ago.
2: Yeah, the first like three seasons I watched like four times. <laughs> yeah, I've studied those seasons. All right, I get it. Our again? buddy, our buddy Nathan, Wobbly Boots85, says, Hi. Congratulations, gentlemen. Thank you, Wobbly Boots. hmm I hope you're well, Wobbly Boots. hmm I miss our long co- our long talks in the car.
3: I know. I also feel like gentlemen is still just such a stretch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh Anthony, over our Brooklyn Batman over on Twitter says, Left you guys a voicemail, but just want to say congrats and I love the podcast. Well, if you left left us a voicemail, we're gonna play it later and we'll talk to you then. too yeah. little <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Uh, Stu Little says, fifth anniversary. So you'll be giving each other wood then? Oh, yeah. That is a tradition. I thought we had been giving each other wood this whole time. I have like a pool cue you can have. Mm. Like, a, like a billiards thing to remember uh, me by. You know? uh, remember
3: you by? Where are you Cause, going? Because you just never come over and play pool with me. Social distancing, man. It's a four by eight table. This is tournament size. Well, it's not <laughs> tournament sized. That's not true.
2: But you said is, four by eight not six by eight
3: well you do it at an angle we're already at a hypotenuse
2: mm, i don't know nothing about no hypotenuse yeah other well,
3: than we have to wear gloves and not touch our faces the entire time we were handling the ball it just there's no way i can describe that without it getting stupidly sophomoreic and sexual mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna walk away <laughs> i'm gonna walk away from what i just started <laughs> that's the sound of the rip card being pulled
2: yeah, but yeah, I might. I I would come over and play pool. I just I forgot that it was a thing. Yeah, me too. I hadn't played in a while. Yeah. Every time I'm like, "Hey, Jason," you're like, "Baby." Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much uh, oh, okay. Bye. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got to move
3: it to the new place, and it's gonna take me a fucking month to get it level again.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when are you guys moving?
3: Uh probably three weeks. Right now looks Ooh. like. Ooh, it's coming up. Oh yeah, it's coming it's up quick. Imminent. Imminent. I would call it. Yep. I'm staring at these comic book covered walls for the the dwindling hours that they shall remain where they are.
2: It's going to be sad too. Before I put up those
3: same comic covered walls in another house.
2: Yeah. I'm going to miss that house though. Oh no. We had good times It's been good to us. It really has. All right. So uh, this has gone beyond a fifth, a five year anniversary. This has become like Dave and Jason (laughs) are sad about time being passed for like 10 years. Uh,
3: Hey, no better time than the present to be sad about the past.
2: That's true. Uh, red arrow X three says, congrats on a awesome five years, guys. It's been an amazing journey. And here's the next five years of awesome DC content. next five years. I don't want to do that bit again. Jay scuddy <laughs> St. Clair, <laughs> Stick so, with us and it'll be there. Abandon us. And yeah. I don't know. Uh, Jay Scottie St. Clair says, can we talk about Dr. Fate? I, yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. What are your favorite storylines? involving? What are your favorite storylines involving the character? Do you think we will ever see a live action version of the big screen? Which filmmakers and actors do you envision bringing him to life? Um, I don't know a lot about Dr. Fate, honestly. Like I like him when I see him. No, I, like- I
3: couldn't pull you a comic book reference on him. I really couldn't. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: I've seen him here and there, uh, in the stuff that I've read, but man, I, I don't know, like an OG, like a teen Titans, Judas contract kind of story. I could pull out for that. You know? Right.
2: Like I like the, I like the version, like my first exposure to Dr. Fate was uh Superman, the animated series. So in my head, like he's like just a badass who is married and lives inside of an onk. Yeah. And, um, and then like, there's this other version that I also like a lot where it's like, what is it? Naboo? Is that his name? Where he's like... Yeah, yeah, Naboo. Yeah, where he's just like inhabiting some dude's body and like is kind of a prick. Oh, it's a very antagonistic relationship. But I like this. I like the thing where... I like the version from that I remember from Smallville where he's got like... Where he's like crazy or some shit and the helmet talks to people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like all the versions that I've seen. I think he's a cool character wherever he happens to be. I can't name you a storyline, really. I think no. the closest would be Young Justice.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's true. I don't know about big screen in general, though. I just don't know if we're gonna have that opportunity. Uh, Justice League Dark was our best shot, and that's gonna be streaming now. Yeah, so uh, I don't you know. think that I, it, it just may never happen. I Honestly, think it may never I,
2: think, I think it will at some point, but just not right now. Obviously, not not for a while. But um. I'll tell you though, I'm I'm
3: fond of the version where it's just an older dude, um, like trapped with Nabu. Yeah, like an Ian McKellen type. That just you know somebody that you respect when he's when he's out of the helmet you're like oh yeah a, a dignified older guy but in helmet uh, you're just gonna CGI the shit out of that it it's gonna have nothing to do or body double it or whatever it's it's, you know, it's not gonna be the same guy
2: yeah I'm I'm down for whatever they do like I could see the honestly the when he said what which, who do you think should play him the first thing I thought was like Gary Busey. <laughs>
3: Um, <laughs> you want a Lord of Order played by Gary Busey.
2: Yeah, I think it'd be fun. What the actual hell?
3: <laughs> I'm not sure you're even wrong. I just... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Like, it feels like a Patrick Stewart and McKellen kind of type would be more of a Lord of Order type.
2: Maybe. I also like the idea of like... I like the idea of, of both versions here in my brain where it's like... Gary Busey is like a, a slacker who doesn't want to be Dr. Fate and then like the Lord of Order helmet is floating around telling him to do shit and he doesn't want to do it. Mm. He's like, Aah. he's like, no, seriously, we have to go do the thing. <laughs> but I also like the idea that the actual guy is like an Ian McKellen type or, you know, someone very, you know, stout and and heroic who feels like we need to do the thing. And then like the helmet is like, damn it! I don't want to do that. I just want to watch more Fuller House. (laughs) Yeah. Like, pass me the ice cream. You don't have a mouth. Uh, Just throw, just lop it in my bucket. (laughs) Just, (laughs) just throw it to the helmet. Just. Like.
3: All right. I'm 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 enjoying your take that the the idea is that in helmet it's the embodiment of like the the paladin kind of type. You know the. Mm -hmm. the lawful good, you know, yeah. and then out of helmet is just the, like the brave and the bell brave and the bold version of Batman. That's eating nachos. Uh huh. I can dig that.
2: Okay. I think the opposite would be good in like Harley Quinn or something. Whereas like Ace John Benjamin playing Naboo floating around in the helmet.
3: Oh yeah. Trying to keep everything together. And then the second he gets out of the helmet, this dude keeps fucking everything up. There are younger guys that are in the helmet. Uh, it's not just Kent that's in the helmet. Uh, I forget his name. It's in Justice League Dark right now. It's a it's a young dude though, hmm. um, like a like a versioning magician that really just probably should not have put that helmet on, but he did anyway, kind of thing. Yeah,
2: that might be more what you're leaning toward. I don't know. I'm I'm just I feel like it's a character that uh, doesn't have so much notoriety or so much uh, so many eyes on him, so many hearts uh, attached to him that you could pretty much just get away with doing whatever the hell you want to with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you can really be creative. No, and, I think uh, you
3: can absolutely just do whatever you want with that guy. Yeah. The same way, like, oh, oh, I wish I remember the name. Sorry. Um, Please forgive me, whoever on Twitter mentioned when I was asking a bunch of weird questions that they'd put Phantom Stranger in, like, a Tweed outfit with a Panama Jack hat. <laughs> uh-huh. You were right, and that was glorious, and I'm so sorry. I don't remember. I'll look it up. I'll look it up now while you're talking.
2: Um. I'll tell you who want to play. the... But yeah,
3: you can do it the hell you want. I, no, no one's keeping that much track of these guys.
2: I I tell you who should be the director of the movie though. Mm-hmm. Um, old dude. Um, what's his name? Scott Derrickson, the guy that just left Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> oh sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's probably got ideas. Yeah, 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 like yeah, just switch it up. Doctor Strange just take take, your, take all their Dr. dragons.
3: Fate. Grab Edgar Wright while you're at it. Yes, yeah. yeah. Throw him at it.
2: Oh, uh, um, I'd love to see Edgar Wright do a DC film.
3: No, any, any, any. Literally, just give him the entire IP catalog and say, pick, pick your choice, man. I don't care. And yes, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg can play whomever you say. I don't, I don't give a shit. Uh huh. Just fuck you. Take my money the entire time.
2: Yes absolutely that is a thing that is a, oh my god have you guys ever have you look i know it's an old movie and it probably you know most of the people listening to us have probably seen it but their box office would suggest that you haven't seen it <laughs> mm-hmm. so at your earliest convenience you need to take in scott pilgrim versus the world oh yeah yeah that could be useful oh john McMullen. okay fantastic note about the phantom stranger wearing Wearing a Panama. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jason's asking a bunch of weird questions on Twitter. So you should come hang out and <laughs> answer those. <laughs> that will be continued.
3: <laughs> mm. We are not at the end of that journey.
2: Yeah. Oof. yeah. It is fun. It is fun and funny to watch. So I've just sort of been like, yeah, oh, we've got notifications. What? The- oh, Jason.
3: Yeah. It amuses me between diapers. <laughs>
2: um, anyway, Oh, Stu little. I'm looking forward to star girl, but is anyone else a little miffed that they're killing off the original JSA in the pilot episode, considering there are a bunch of characters who've gotten so little love and adaptations. Also, have you watched the tick on Amazon really enjoying that? And it's obligatory Superman parody character. Who's like, if the Richard Donner version was going through a midlife crisis and PR issues. Also Jackie Earl Haley as the terror is amazing. Thoughts. Uh, part, part two about the tick. Yeah, it was fantastic.
3: I, and yeah, the, the terror was phenomenal. Um, especially all the bits about the drums. Let's well, see. I, <laughs> that was, I that loved, specifically made me happy.
2: I love the pilot and mm-hmm. won't watch it now because uh, I get it. As that I mean, understand, they canceled it without an ending.
3: Yeah, it yeah, it was it was a huge cock block that way. But for what I got, it was really enjoyable. Um, Sarah Fennewick says uh, the tick is just phenomenal. Um, I forget who played moth guy or mothman, but
2: no moth I don't remember
3: the moth is it just the moth Arthur Arthur anyway um, whoever played Arthur uh, he actually was the heart of the show and he did a great job at, hmm. at that. Um, yeah, like he the there's a a kind of a B story about where the hell the tick came from because he doesn't seem to remember uh-huh but the heart of the story is really more about uh, Arthur as a reliable narrator. And then getting Hmm. into season two, it started to get more into the the theatrics of the superheroes and everything like that. But um, but it really was a really, it was a fun show. I I, I wish it had been able to wrap up like a, even a truncated season three could have probably done it. Um, But yeah, like watching, watching Haley play drums. And I genuinely, I, I think he was playing those drums. Hmm. I I watched it a few times and was like, man, I I think he's actually rocking that shit. Uh, I'm not sure about that. It's been two years, but um, that was, that was delightful. As far as star girl, I watched it today, and yeah, I, 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 there's room in the show for us to have more time with those characters. And I hope we do.
2: You think we'll get it in flashback?
3: Yeah, I think in flashback. Okay. Because one of the major, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dougal? Um, mm? Stripesy? Is, oh, right, 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 yeah. He's present for both versions of that. So we have all kinds of possible uh, flashback opportunities. Um, I don't know who the other actors were, but bringing in Joel McHale seems like a bit of a waste if you just use them up front for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the 10 minutes is CGI. Like it, it's uh, yeah, there there's a, there's a lot there. I, I really hope we go back for him. Yeah. I was happy to see him at all, to be honest.
2: Yeah. I, I got
3: um, my, like my back hurt after the first 10 minutes from picking up all the names they dropped. <laughs> it was a shit ton.
2: Yeah. I don't have a huge problem with them killing off the original JSA. I don't, I don't mind. That's their function. I think at some point, in a way i mean really though like
3: the the gsa isn't supposed to be present they're supposed to be golden age they're supposed to be back in the day
2: well now but you know back then they were they were the big dogs yeah but back then it's gone all-star comics man gone brother gone all right henry cooper over on twitter says uh what would your ideal dceu slate past 2022 look like uh populated yeah (laughs) yeah um i feel like probably ooh, i i don't really care like i don't want another joker movie i don't want another i don't want a sequel to joker basically i'll take it if they no, give I, it to me and i'll see I what they like have to offer. the version that i was given and
3: where phillips and crew left it as as is like yeah we're talking about stuff but i like the idea that unless they come up with something truly substantial that we're just not going to see another
2: one right um I'm I'm happy for it to look like you know, Batman movies and New Gods and whatever else they want to throw at me. I I don't yeah. mind. I don't, I'll just I'll be here for it. And because I covered on the show, uh, I'll be bored of it by the time it comes out. <laughs> and, and just spoiled. I'll just be ready for the next thing. Yeah. Um, it's not spoiled. It's just you know
3: no i mean spoiled as in you know what's happening already oh
2: okay yeah yeah well then yes not entitled spoiled right yeah i mean you know i at at a certain point i'm just gonna be sitting there going like i'm in the theater going okay well i know this scene was done by this dp yeah and i know too much about the production you know what i mean like yeah oh this was shot by the assistant director they had the assistant director come in because this guy i saw in the behind the scenes vlog that we had to cover He was taking a nap.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know this is the uh, second unit because that actor looked bloated and the the second unit's caterer served exclusively carb-heavy treats.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be like, oh, oh, okay, here's the reshoots. A lot of
3: watermelon chunks. They really kind of swole the belly a little bit.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Here's the reshoot. Ezra Miller's hair is three quarters of an inch longer than it was in the previous shot. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Yeah. They couldn't even get the the cinematography right.
3: And we know that now because they were filming Girls 4
2: at the time. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> so Travis Hines sent us a GIF of Statler and Waldorf laughing. The two old Muppets, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. Those old cranky bastards.
2: Yeah. I like them. And Travis says, you guys are freaking awesome. A beacon of light I found during the post-BBS shitstorm. You were part of the inspiration to get me into podcasting along with a couple couple others, and I hope you're around for another 25 years to become the guys in the GIF. Thanks for all the content laughs and just escape from the real world. Also, the Snyder Cut is coming, Jason. We told you to believe. (laughs) I am not a man of faith. (laughs) I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) It is not my nature. No. A man of hope, sure. Superman's my favorite character. I try to keep that going. But faith, no.
2: But to circle back, uh,
3: twenty-five years. But hopefully, you've heard me talk this episode. Also, um, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I, I could stay in there that long. I don't know 25. what the circumstances will dictate at the time. Really, though, I, I that's like Letterman level, man.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: sure. Who cares? But I, uh, genuinely, I'm just grateful that. We at least got one person after BVS because we lost several hundred. We did. Because we didn't immediately hate the film.
2: We did, yeah.
3: So, thank you for filling in the gap as best you could.
2: Dude, that's that's a thing I wish I knew. Like, by the way, you guys being kind of entitled at the beginning of the show is cultivating a fan base that is going to hate you after the opening of BVS. Mm-hmm. Cultivate a different fan base, you jackwagons. <sighs> yeah, you know, hey hindsight
3: thing man yeah
2: i mean there was a point where we were like if batman starts killing in bbs i'm walking you know and and then he did and i was like no this is the best film ever
3: (laughs) no i'm down this is fantastic what is he doing branding people
2: that's awesome it takes a minute but i'm i'm down (laughs) it takes a minute
3: (laughs) it did i remember us talking about branding people at some point early on yeah and, and being very know, reticent about it but yeah, we, we, like we came around because the story kind of sold us
2: yeah i uh, yeah <laughs> see we're not hypocrites we just changed our minds mm-hmm. anyway michael woodall writes in to our email account at dc on screen at gmail.com mm-hmm. hi david slash jason love the show Would love to hear your thoughts on the viability of Legion of Superheroes movie or TV show on HBO. Seems like a prime property to mine. One of my favorites. Uh, I kind of think about that because there are so many Legionnaires. Just so many. I keep thinking of it in terms of like a story per season with like a handful of them. And every season is like, it's like True Detective. Mm -hmm. where it's like focuses on a different story with different characters. And then maybe you like pull a big chunk of them together for like a big final season where like all the stories intertwine. But I don't know about the viability of it. Like Legends of Superheroes or the Legion of Superheroes are, they're pretty obscure.
1: I could see it more,
2: I could see it more happening on CW than anything else.
3: Yeah, that's a little bit surprising. It hasn't in
2: a way. Well, I mean, it has in the terms of being on Supergirl. Yeah, it literally is already on there.
3: But, um, internet series, or like if that's where they went with the next set of DC animated or something, mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of material. I, w- I wouldn't object to any version of actually focusing on Legion, but uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it's, it's,
3: it, I, I love the idea. Anywhere it gets
2: put, yeah, I'm down. Let's plenty just see of material. Where. Uh, Joe Fornarado. You know, he mentioned how I I said his name with confidence incorrectly a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And now I'm scared. I'm going to screw it up every time. Tis your way. I know. Joe says, congratulations on five years, you guys. I found you guys pretty late, about a year ago, I think. But I've enjoyed listening ever since. I was skeptical at first, considering how much I love The Dark Knight Rises. But you guys won me over. I laugh every time I listen to you, and I look forward to every episode, whether it be the random voices or crazy tangents. I especially love when Jason has absolutely no clue what Dave is referring to when he brings up the biggest news story of the week. Ha 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 ha. ha. Yes. Keep up the great work, and I'm <laughs> and I'm looking forward to more episodes down the road. P.S. hopefully you guys will be talking about the Snyder Cut soon. Cause if Jason is talking about it, that means it's official. <laughs>
3: This feels, this feels prescient. I I especially love the parts where I don't understand what's going on because I have to do less prep work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep.
3: But yeah, for like for real, it, it it does feel a bit different. And you know, hope that works out. And we said more bad things about Dark Knight Rises, but uh, uh, I think we tried to add a chunk of humility to this this part. And, yeah, uh, I still hate matters.
2: it. I still hate it. I'm just not going to be entitled about it. If you dig it, that's great. I'm yeah, glad for it. Yeah. Actually, I think we said that too back then. We we're just like, that's great. You can absolutely be wrong. <laughs> you can have this one. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but yeah, I uh, I I like. I really am glad. I, I, like, I'm, I'm glad anyone's here in any circumstances, and especially if we don't agree, because that's kind of more interesting than
2: anything else. Yeah. I mean, me, I like an echo chamber, but... Mm-hmm. you do you, man. Y'all want to disagree with us? Come talk to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I like echo chambers in a minor key. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move over to voicemails, and then we're going to wrap her up for this week. All right. Our first voicemail is from Anthony, Brooklyn Batman, over on Twitter.
6: Hey, this is Anthony, a.k.a. Brooklyn Batman. Just want to say congrats on the five years. Wishing you guys The best of luck and safety in the rest of 2020, and uh, we're looking forward to the next five years. And keep DC on your screen.
2: Thanks, man. Luck and safety to you and yours as well, man. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Accent.
3: (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's been around a while, but uh, man, it's uh, it's, uh, something fun about hearing that accent every once in a while.
2: I my favorite listeners, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, are the people with accents because it's like people with those accents shouldn't be listening to us. We're so far away.
3: <laughs> we just have <laughs> we have very specific different accents. Uh-huh. How dare
2: how dare we come across each other? How dare they?
3: No, I'm super glad we do. I'm I'm glad to hear it every once in a while, man. And thank you Fantastic. for sli-
2: thank you for listening so long. Uh Anthony's been with us a really, really super long time. Um <clears throat> yeah. whew, about to choke myself.
3: Hmm. I was taking a sip at the time, so I said yell yeah, it, but yes.
2: Um, <laughs> I have a piece of peanut in my mouth, <laughs> um, or in my throat, I should say. It's been out of uh, my mouth I was going to say lot. the
3: mouth? Good.
2: Uh, but yeah, been with us a long time, as has our friend uh, J. Scott St. Clair. What's going on, guys? Jay Scotty St. Clair here. Uh, just wanted to wish you guys a happy
6: five-year anniversary, you know? Um I recall back in uh two thousand sixteen when I first started listening to you guys uh right alongside the m c u podcast and uh it's been nothing but uh quality entertainment for the last four years so I've been there for most of the run and uh happy to say i'm a a proud listener thanks for all the uh content the entertainment uh looking forward to the next five years appreciate you guys and uh keep some d c on your screen
2: take care next five years <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know if we've addressed the idea of another five years yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real though. Good good to have you, man. Thank you.
2: Yeah, man. Wonderful guy. Thank you.
3: There have been some delightful back and forths, and I expect many more.
2: Yes, yes. Chris Balga is next up on the voicemail list uh, of World's Finest True Believers. Great show. I've been on it. That's what made it great. (laughs) Uh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And
3: to the VMs. Hey, Dave and Jason. It's Chris from World's Finest True Believers. I want to wish you congratulations on your five-year anniversary. DC on Screen was one of my
0: very first podcasts I started listening to. Uh, I've always enjoyed both your perspectives, the great laugh-out-loud moments, and the frequent chasing of squirrels. Um, I really appreciate you
3: all allowing us listeners to participate in the episode uh, by answering uh, our crazy
0: questions, how far we go out there. So I'm raising my respective glass to you both. Here are to the next five years. And again, congratulations. Awesome achievement, guys. Bye bye.
3: Yeah, man. Fuck those squirrels. We're going to get them one day. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: and we're going to feed them time. We're going to feed matter them bat of time, wieners, dude. Yeah. We're going to feed them bat wieners when we catch them. To, to, uh,
3: yeah lure them
2: uh yeah man um i love that we get to interact with people who are as silly as we are and who have you know uh, if not the same sense of humor at least an open mind enough to accept our
3: weird shit a cross-section enough that we're not that insane i'll take that any any fucking day
2: i also love that so many of our listeners are podcasters as well you know like i absolutely you know the the my favorite comedians are the comedians comedians yeah me too so i don't I mean, know
3: to to my all time goat is bill hicks yeah I, i'm squarely in that category
2: mhm and you know i man I, I like being a podcaster's podcaster
3: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah now and i like, suspect i'm especially I'm... happy when we're like it you know, it, it's super gratifying if somebody's like yeah we're this was uh part of what i let started listening to at first like that is just insane to me mm-hmm. and super humbling and and i'm uh just fucking happy we were there for that moment
2: yeah Now you know i there's a paranoid part of me that's like yeah they're just sitting there going like yeah but those assholes do it i can do it you know <laughs> but yeah also
3: true if <laughs> us or you assholes can do it yeah people can do it yeah fucking go have some fun man yeah do your thing let us know stick your dick out of a car door hell yeah while it's flipping on its side fuck friction and consequences
2: (laughs) well speaking of uh (laughs) god it's a terrible (laughs) image yep speaking of uh i've haunted myself <laughs> listeners who are also podcasters. Uh our beloved friend Ryan Hilsman has left us a voice
3: I had to practice this. Ryan Hilsman. Hey
6: David and Jason, this is Ryan Hilsman from over on Twitter, uh co-host with my good buds Adam and Stephen on the Gotham Central podcast and the Krypton Legacy podcast. I just wanted to quickly wish you guys tonight congratulations on a fantastic 5 years of DC on screen. And here's to hoping that you guys are continuing the good Lord's work for another five years or more. In lieu of asking any sort of questions tonight, because I'm sure everyone before me has beat me to the punch, I just wanted to let you guys know that um, I will be pledging my first ever Patreon dollars to DC on Screen. Never done Patreon before, don't know how it works, but I wanted you guys to be the first podcast that I've ever supported. So congratulations on five years and i hope you guys have a great evening
2: ryan man thank you so much for listening and supporting us with all your algorithm pleasing retweets and likes and comments and uh now with your hard-earned dollars it's always crazy to me that people do anything to support us and it's such a weird humbling experience that i'm really super grateful for
3: oh yeah for sure um I- I, like I actually, uh, I, I spend a good amount of time talking to Ryan now uh, these days, and I, I I deeply enjoy it. Like anyone else is welcome to the party. Yeah. Um. It it's uh yeah man it's 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 fun to hear your voice. And fucking. Uh, I I don't I it's hard it's hard to like sincerely say how, how grateful I am that somebody's willing to actually support us. Yeah. I always feel stupid saying it out loud, but I really absolutely
2: agree. absolutely the sentimentality does not work for us.
3: No, we're not good but, at uh,
2: it. You know, it was weird. You know, here, I this is a failing of my part completely. I had no idea he was a podcaster. I had no idea Ryan was a podcaster. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't. It's possible I knew that. Hell, I've probably said it on the show before and then <laughs> forgotten it. But like I said, everybody listens to us as a podcaster, so <laughs> we, uh, yeah,
3: we we need to be doing more of that old style web ring thing where we're just tying yeah. each other into everything.
2: Yeah, it's pronounced Cockring. But um... <laughs> No,
3: that stops certain things. This is Oh of,
2: oh okay.
3: There's some rigidity you're thinking of. No, that's mm. not what we're doing. It's more of a giving project.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well now we're back to cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: it depends on the project. If that's what it takes to keep everyone giving, fucking cockering. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Five more years. Anyway. <laughs> You've started to sound like this is some prison. <laughs> uh,
3: n- no, never. No. I mean, <laughs>
4: like
3: in f- like like five years from now, effortlessly uh we'll we'll, we'll still be going. It, like I'll I'll periodically be asking my daughter what she thinks of early Batman the Animated Series episodes and just recording that for posterity's sake. She's probably uh-huh. gonna say like it's super slow.
2: Yeah. Oh um, man!
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it'll all just come to bear. It'll I mean, all just know what, happen.
2: I don't know what bears have to do with anything. Your fear, fear is unnecessary. I don't have any fear.
3: <laughs> it's definitely trepidation. All,
4: <laughs> <Awe>? maybe all <awe. laughs>
3: is is all what you're. Like,
2: no, it's not all. Um, more like in, awe. intimidation. <laughs> um. You have, the, you, you very much have this
3: like Larry David idea of like I have to do this again.
2: No, yeah, no, that's, we're, we're, yeah, that's what it is. That's that's yeah.
3: No, we're 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 nowhere near those 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 bound. Like we're, we're we're just gonna fuck around for another five years and hope any of these lovely people have stuck around for it.
2: I don't know, man. That's I the do, plan. I do a lot of prep work.
3: That's the business plan. I wrote it up. It's a mission statement.
2: I did a lot of prep work. I'm tired
3: verbatim fuck around it's, for another five years hope people stick around
2: hey you know what it's gonna if i'm telling you this right now we're doing 25 years we're getting an editor <laughs> and a social media manager
3: that's fair that's most of what we're hoping for with patreon anyway it's just someone to take some of the nuts and bolts off the table <laughs> i mean most of it's going into like reinvesting in in the show as far as like equipment and promotion but Oh my god, if we get to the point where some of the nuts and bolts were off. Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Cause it's enough nuts and bolts just to watch everything that we're like that is in our purview. Like yeah. our bailiwick at this point is is biblically sized. It's just there's so much stuff, man. And it yep. just keeps getting bigger. Exciting yep. in its own way and frightening in another.
2: Indeed. All right. So uh speaking of five years. Uh the next guy, Chris White. He's been a listener. Ever since 2015, man. Oh, yeah. One of the first, Maybe.
3: I think, that wrote us in. I if think not he the was the
2: first. first. Yeah. So let's let's hit that voicemail up.
6: Hey, Dave.
3: Hey, Jason. Long time no talk. How you guys been? Sitting here looking at my calendar, and I was like, holy crap. I think it's uh, your five-year anniversary. So I just wanted to call up and say congratulations on that. You know, uh, I don't always message you guys all the time. And, you know, I might wait a week or two before I listen to an episode, but every time i get around to doing it you know it's just like sitting down with a couple old friends man uh it's been awesome getting to know you guys over the years and listening and watching the show change and evolve and grow and you guys just keep continuing to kill it man still do and always will love what you all do and keep up the good work
2: thanks guys bye yeah man chris chris is one of those guys man uh when he when he first started writing in five years ago. I don't know. It seemed like it was no time before he and I just became like constant phone companions. We both drove a lot for a living. We were both stalwart proponents of headsets. Uh, so we got to know each other really fairly damn well, I think. And, um, you know, over the years we've gotten busier and jobs have changed and we don't get to talk, uh, nearly enough, honestly. Uh, but dude, it's always great to hear from you. Uh, thank you for listening and caring enough to call me, even if half the time I'm a piece of shit and I can't answer because I'm in the middle of something. But, um, man, that's a good bloke. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've still got to do that Tim Burton those... Batman review with him. Yeah, that uh, it, it's
3: just never actually come to fruition, but it's never been something that we were putting off for any reason. It's just a thing that never happened. Um, am I wrong? Or like, were we all three not married when we started talking?
2: Um, I want to say he was married. Was he? He's the one yeah. I can't remember because, you know. I think he was, yeah. We, yeah, we were, we were at each other's, so. hmm
3: But, uh, yeah, life, life still has changed. Um, here, I mean, we, we like, we've met, he's been very generous before, he's, uh, he's, he's passed on some things to us. I'm, I'm still, like, I'm staring at right now. I don't know how to describe what I'm looking at. He didn't know how to describe what he was looking at when he uh, graciously gave it to me. It's, <laughs> it's
2: just... It took like, me a second. I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> it's the Superman
3: symbol. Yeah. With like, it, like encased in like a circular rock. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe it. But but I, he just I, did. But I love it more every day. <laughs> Just yeah. make, it makes me very happy. And yes, of course, it's heavy. It feels like rock. Like it's it's definitely at least molded clay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's one of those things where like, he he it was it was it was very uh, it, it was it was adorable. Like, he he was kind of nervous to even even hand it to me and didn't know what to think of it. And then I I still don't know what to think of it. But I just I'm I'm super happy with it. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally though in the direction of how I record. Like I spend hours staring at this thing. I mean, I, sweet, I'm man. probably thinking about some hypothetical blah blah blah, or deciding what I'm going to marinate my release the Snyder Cut hat in, or whatever the fuck I'm doing that week. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just it's just there in the visual, in like the Superman corner of my room, right of, of my
2: office. You should t- take a picture of it and send it to me. I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, it's out there. I'll send you a specific picture. (laughs) Okay, I have it lined up. Like uh, I have,
3: there's a line of um, like my sister-in-law sent me. uh, It's one of those little like aluminum puzzles, you know, aluminum boxes with some puzzle pieces inside it.
5: Aluminum.
3: Aluminum. Yeah, of course. Um, With some, it like it kept me and the daughter occupied. Here and there, just putting the puzzle together. But, uh, it's, I have it lined up next to, uh, one, a little, like, postcard kind of thing you gave me. Mm hmm. The historical cover of, like, it's the Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: I know what it is. Yeah. And so then. It's just uh, the, it's, it's actually a collectible postcard that has the, uh, what was it? Superman number one or action comics. Number one, I can't remember Superman which. number one, Superman yeah. number one, but it was from wizard magazine, like back in the nineties. And I have oh, two yeah. of them.
3: Yeah. It's, it's pretty sweet. Not gonna lie. Um, and then I have that. And in between is, I have this row of action comics, 1000. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's literally from the blank cover to the Jim Lee cover and every variation that wasn't like a store bought variation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it was, I, I I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I enjoy this fall. It's a good wall. I enjoy it deeply. It's a strong wall. And the next to us, next to it is like the signed uh, Christopher Titus poster from when we went to see him a few years ago.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because why not? I think that's the like the Christopher Titus poster that I have that he signed, the picture of all three of us standing together, mm-hmm. and maybe this Conan O'Brien action figure and mug set mm. that Chris White gave me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are probably the only non-DC things in the office. Oh, see, that's fair. That's nice. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, we're going to move on to... uh, Our next victim. Our next victim. (laughs) Effie Ophelders.
7: Dave and Jason, it has been high father knows how long since I started listening to you guys. There are episodes in your archives from 2015 that I am fairly certain I remember listening to back when I was caught up on the CW shows you were still reviewing episodically, and back when trailers for BVS had me beyond excited for Justice League Part 1 and 2. A lot may have changed since then, like the amount of trade paperbacks on my shelves, thanks to your recommendations, or the number of shows with you under my belt. Hell, you've become husbands and fathers, but your enthusiasm as DC fans and podcasters par excellence has never wavered. Your friendship means more than chatting across an ocean has any right to. Whether they were called bat wieners or squirrel chasing, I've been able to count on your weekly nonsense for years now, as well as some news, and I thank you for both. Even though Stealing the Remote is in dire need of a soft reboot, I would have never started a podcast without you, and I hope to join you in recording at 2.30am many more times. Congratulations, and I'm looking forward to the next half decade. Much love, Effie. Can that be our our obituary?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, yeah. it could be yours. I don't know. That was that was gloriously done. It was very nice.
3: That that was just so so fucking sweet. Absolutely. Um. Uh, yeah. And I, I I genuinely appreciate your friendship as well. Um. I, I've I've enjoyed getting to know you over the time, and yeah, like uh, there's a lot of opportunity for crossover and stuff like that that we just have to exploit more. I think.
2: Mm. Hmm. Absolutely. Um. First of all, Effie's show, Stealing the Remote, when it was properly in production, uh, (laughs) was one of my favorite podcasts. No contest, Mm. top three, sometimes number one. Um, And I'm sure it will be again when she starts it up again. If she starts it up again. Go harass her. Um, (laughs) Effie, No pressure, but go harass her. Effie is one of those listeners who, another one of those listeners, who just stopped being a listener and became a friend who for whatever reasons still listened and is excited to listen, <laughs> even though she's been subjected to the neurotic horse shit. My other friends are subjected to, and uh, I talked to Effie quite a bit. So I'm, I'm very sorry for, for some of that Effie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's apologies Netherlands.
3: for my companionship. Yeah.
2: She's in Netherlands, so So just so happens that like around the time, like four to 6. AM when I'm like, cobbling out of dc on screen and uploading it or whatever you know she's just waking up or just you know and then it's like oh well i can text dave and we can talk about the show or i could be like hey this is some bullshit check this out i didn't i cut this out but check it out or you know whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah. we have we have a fun time so
3: i, um, I genuinely feel bad a lot of the times i talk to her because it's it it feels like i'm I'm just chiming in, like, right when she's about to go to sleep or or mm-hmm. or vice versa. Like, or, or just when she's about to wake up. Either way. Yeah. Well, I um, think between... My schedule has been so regular for so long. Uh, yeah. In the last couple of years, like, get to work at seven, leave at five. That does not work for the Netherlands. No. That's some bullshit.
2: I just, I, can, I can't keep track of my own time, much less hers. But, um, Effie, I am very grateful for you and your perspective and your friendship Absolutely. And uh, thank you for being a part of our weird journey into podcasting, however it may have developed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I, We've got five
3: more years of this shit to do, so hang in there with us. And maybe 25. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. We'll see in like 12 minutes when we're at the five-year mark.
2: Yep. And my, my guess is uh, by the time she hears this, we will have had like another whole conversation on Facebook.
3: Probably. Um, Well, you will. Yeah. You, you two have more time together.
2: Yeah. Before, before we were recording, she and I were just like, we probably were just going back and forth for like 20 minutes about Snyder cut. (laughs) (laughs) So.
3: um, Uh, See, that's fantastic.
2: All right. So finally, no anniversary would be complete. I feel like without a call from, Possibly, I'm pretty sure, the first person to ever leave us a voicemail. Here, with sage ramblings regarding anniversaries, birds of prey, and corn or something, Myrtle Manis, the old winter woman.
4: Well, well I ain't called you a while, but I heard you having a an anniversary coming up pretty <laughs> Well, I just wanted to say I'm happy for you to have an anniversary like that, and I hope you. Get you some cake and you'll, you'll be real happy in the future together. I <laughs> well, I heard you talking about them birds of prey, and well, I tell you what, uh, if you put out some corn and uh, you put a box out there, and when that old bird goes to get that corn, in the box falls down on it, and wait. Well, well, that's good eating, I'll tell you that. You can't have nothing better than that. Well, I hope you have you good eating and and, mm. uh, and I hope well you uh, you pray you get one of them birds, you know what I mean, or you or you go hungry, well we, we know you know every once in a while I have a crust of bread or some old, some old well water and I'll I'll be all right you ain't go. <laughs> Worry about this old Winter Woman now. Well, have you good, and i talk to you
2: later. <laughs> winter uh, Woman is still one of my favorites, man. I <laughs> know I'm not supposed yeah. to, but
4: now we,
3: we we loaded uh, it to the back for a reason. But it's it still delights me every time. You no, know, um, you
2: know, truthfully, I put it at the end because I felt saved the best for last. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, it's Eli Hernandez. Some I just saw
3: reactions from some people, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, let's just let's let this be a little playground for for some other people.
2: <laughs> it, I don't know why it's so funny to me.
3: Oh, it's delightful. It's it's absolutely delightful. Also, it, it she sounds a little worse. I, yeah, I feel like she may need to call somebody.
2: Mm-hmm. Probably a doctor.
3: Maybe get a consult. Yeah.
2: Yeah a Woman, we're, you know, we're friends with Dr. Steve. You should, a, a bit fainter, a bit weaker. We're friends with Dr. Steve over at Weird Medicine. You should give him a call sometime. Man has good advice. He does, if you're willing to take it. Him and his team of crack pathologists. As opposed to a team of pathologists on crack. Yeah, <laughs> very different.
3: One you run into in a clinic, <laughs> one you run into
2: in a street. Well, sometimes you run into the other in a clinic.
3: <laughs> you can't account for every situation. You Have to assume in general, mm-hmm. it's kind of a Punnett Square situation, right? For every pathologist not on crack, you have to assume that there's a cracked out pathologist,
2: that's right.
3: Yeah, it's just the math, right?
2: Multiverse man, yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got, man. I don't know. I we've listened to Winter Woman, we've we've waxed sentimental over Chris White and Effie and all these other great people who sent us uh voicemails and 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 well wishes and uh.
3: You know, you you bring up a good point. Hold on, hold on, hold on,
2: hold on, hold on. What am I holding on for?
3: Please let go, let go. <laughs> no, I've been watching too much Disney Plus. Don't don't bring that shit to me.
2: Ah, Disney Plus is great.
3: I will let it go, let it go. You know, weirdly, those are the only two lines of that song I know. I I mm-hmm. tune out immediately afterward.
2: Yeah, I don't know any of the songs except for Let It Go, but I do now know all of the lyrics to the Lizzie McGuire theme song.
3: Oh God. mm
2: Hmm. It's not a bad show, really. For real. Well, you know I mean, it is. But look, Robert Carradine was funny in Revenge of the Nerds, and he's just as funny as Lizzie's dad. That's all I'm saying.
3: There's some <laughs> redeemability to everything that happened.
2: Um. Well,
3: all right. <clears throat> Here's what we're holding on for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it's worth it. Andy Holsey, Brandon B, Chris Bog, Doctor Steve, Effie Alpalders, Ellie uh, Eli Hernandez, Alyssa Love, Eric Norris, Eric Norris, Eric Leeper, uh, JD McCray, Jonathan Burren, jo- Joseph Froneroto, Matthew Salvatore, Nerdy Tastic, and
2: Tim Yoka. Hmm. Those sounds like a, those sound like our patrons. Thank you, patron. Absolutely. And if you would like to join their hallowed ranks, plug plug, wink wink. Patreon.com slash DC on screen.
3: <laughs> Ain't going to cost you much, baby. Ain't going to cost you much at all. <laughs> First one's free.
2: Oh, by the way, this, I totally forgot about this. I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how Google uh, Google Voice will do the thing where when yeah. people send you a voicemail, it transcribes it for you? Mm-hmm. When Ryan Heelsman sent his in, I saw his transcription, and it just got it completely wrong. Oh, and fantastic. It was like... Uh, talking about Patreon and said, I want to give my first thousand dollars to you. I was like, what? <laughs> and I started like fanning myself <laughs> off like an old lady in church. And then I listened and I was like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> I'm imagining a Looney Tunes character, but okay. It's really nice. I didn't hear anything about a thousand dollars though. Damn you Google voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you liars.
3: Yeah, I get it. That's pretty good.
2: Anyway, um, uh, I think we're done. I'm done. Are you done? Yep. Cool. Um, We'll try to do something special for the 600th episode, which comes up in like six episodes.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I really, dude, I really tried to make it happen to where like the 600th episode was the five year anniversary. But that shit wasn't happening for some reason. Yeah.
3: So. Yeah. Also, also we, we, we're still trying to figure out something special to do for just a round number. And honestly, the the idea that it was the fifth anniversary kind of snuck up on us a little bit.
2: It didn't sneak up on me. Really? I'm just
3: how long r- you been? How long you been staring down the barrel of that? Five years. <laughs> on day one, you said, "You know what? I'm already worried about the five year
2: anniversary." <laughs> I was. I was. I never know what to do with these things. Uh, holiday episodes, anniversary episodes, round numbers. Hell, even yeah. the odd numbers. Every week I struggle. I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I'm just sitting here with a Word document and, you know, caps lock.
3: I don't know. Just trying your best.
2: Yeah. No, you should take
3: some of the anxiety off your plate.
2: I've tried. I've tried. I mean. I'm taking medication now, for God's sake. I I realize that. I realize it's
3: a tall order. Um. It, it, this is coming from someone who could be described as a mental health consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I I, I I get it, but you know, yeah, just,
7: just you know,
3: relax, hang out, enjoy the moment kind of thing. Yeah, It's been five years. We, we made it this long. It's kind of fun. hmm
2: <laughs> Anyway. I think my voice is going to give out, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's,
3: <laughs> it's almost like you agreed with me, and your voice was like, no,
4: no. Well, no, the, the, lary- tr- the larynx will give up.
2: The truth is, my neck is a little out, and so the muscles of my neck are constricting a little bit, and they're oh. already kind of screwed up because I raked leaves a few days ago and then cut grass. So, mm. yeah, it's all the things all at once, right? But um, yeah, man, I'm pumped. We we made it five years. Uh, I don't know how many more years we'll make it, but uh, I hope all you guys and gals are are here and waiting on us. Uh, to upload, wait for bated breath for us to upload a new episode every week. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fine it's a
3: fine joke. Mm-hmm. You know, sincerely, I will say like just yeah, uh, just you know get get in touch, man. That that's what makes this fun.
2: Yep, yep. We're still on Facebook at the Facebook group. No one says shit in there. I don't know why, nah. but we don't either. So I don't
3: think anyone says anything in Facebook anymore. Um, I don't, I don't care if it's email, carrier pigeon, Instagram post, whatever the hell, right. as, as long as it makes it to something that says DC on screen, which, uh, Dave get a, uh, you know, uh, to your credit, did a really good job of, um, uh, we own everything that says DC
2: on screen. Except it's for. It's not like there were people. The group DC on screen. On where? Facebook. Oh, oh ours on is Facebook. DC. Yeah. Ours yeah, is DC on screen podcast.
3: Yeah. And originally the DC on screen actual group was super porn heavy.
2: Was, yeah, like I don't it know crazy. about now, but like back then it was like the banner, like the cover image was like superheroes and then you scroll down and it was just like as as far as you could get into porn as you can get without actually yeah. like getting blocked yeah. on Facebook, which was like I don't know, like a piece of cloth covering an asshole. Yeah, it it got into fanfic in a heavy way. But... Fanfic, I didn't even see anything. I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I don't, where's Fanfic? Where, what Batman where where are we seeing a Batman symbol somewhere? Is there like a Superman symbol? It's a, all I'm seeing is ass cheeks and barely covered titties. That's all I'm seeing. What I mean, what I'm saying is I don't know how Bruce Tim beat us to DC and <laughs> <laughs> No. If it was him, he would have been drawing it. <laughs> it <laughs> he can only better. get off it to his own drawing. You're right.
3: That would have been the good call. But yeah i mean we're we're available everywhere and uh frankly everything everything we hear from everybody makes this thing more enjoyable and Mm -hmm. worth worth doing and frankly without it fuck the whole thing so uh, man uh anyone who's still listening especially fucking Mm -hmm. after we talked about people talking to us the whole time this feels super like this is when uh this is when people get super self-deprecating because it uh it makes sense to do that (laughs) Yep. Because actually being sincere makes no fucking sense and doesn't, uh, I don't have enough therapists for that.
2: Hey, you know, a couple years ago, uh, I was working with this guy and he was like, podcasting, do you get paid for that? And I was like, I'll have you know. And I pulled up Twitter and said, I get paid several compliments a week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's fair. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Keep some DC on your screen. Thank you. Talk to you later.
4: Bye. Ah.
2: Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DConscreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC on Screen is a Maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series, Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.dv.
0: Are you maladjusted? You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy five-hour energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you instantly won $10, $100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that 5-Hour Energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com rules. Void where prohibited
1: message and data rates may apply. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly.
0: Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company. S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company. 6,000 American Parkway. Madison, Wisconsin. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms equal housing lender first commonwealth bank member fdic me 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 me, but also you <laughs> the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut <clears throat> okay what's my line uh the only line i see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from progressive oh man that's a tongue twister huh